What's up, Videolanders? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins, and with me tonight is the Marathon Men. Fun Lunch. And Nathan. And calling in is Matthew Wade. Thanks for joining us, Matt. You're welcome. To all of our listeners, quick reminder, you can find us at adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. We are critics with attitude, which means we are uncensored, so please proceed with caution. Also, spoiler alert, we're going to spoil the movies we're talking about tonight, so if you don't want them ruined, pause the episode and come back later. With that said... Welcome to Versus. Consider this episode the Thunderdome of movie watching, where two movies enter, one movie leaves. (laughs) Kyle, we might have some new listeners tonight, so can you explain how the Golden Idols work? Basically, with our our Versus tonight, we are going to have two movies that have uh, a common theme. Uh, Tonight's theme are two comic movies that are considered to be two of the best ever made. Uh, And they're going to go head-to-head in a set list of categories. We have 19 tonight. Whatever comes out between the four of us with the most wins takes the Golden Idol, and then we talk about whether or not we think that film is Pantheon and should be kicked up to the council. Right on. And again, you can find all the small details on our website. Um, All right, guys, man. We only have these two versus episodes left uh, to close out the year, guys. And talk about keeping the best for last. You already Mm -hmm. said, you know, it's like, man, Dark Knight versus Logan, which is uh, considered what? Like the best of Marvel and DC. And then to close out the year, we're going to do Into the Spider-Verse versus Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which I'm pretty excited about. I've never seen Batman Mask of the Phantasm, so it's going to be a first time watch for me. But both those should be great episodes to end the year with. Are you guys excited? Absolutely. I, I mean, I have no qualms with these two movies being considered, you know, two of the best comic book movies ever made. And those are probably the two best animated comic book movies ever made. So, yeah. Yes. Have you guys seen Batman Mask of the Phantasm? Not since I was a kid. Okay. But yes. Same. Yeah. Because you got, uh, what, Mark Hamill as the Joker. Um, is it Kevin Conroy? Kevin Conroy. Yeah, yeah. I know everyone loves him. You know, that's well, like, and, and so, I know you had said that you never watched yeah, Batman. Yeah, or the, series, yeah, the series. I've never seen the so, series. Since I was a kid, I, I would say that Kevin, my entire life, as I've read comic books, Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman when I read. And Mark Hamill is the voice of the Joker in my head just when I read. Yeah, and even though I haven't seen Batman Mask of the Phantasm Mm -hmm. or the series, like Mark Hamill, hell, he does uh, Trump tweets in the Joker voice, you know? So I'm very familiar with Mark Hamill (laughs) as the Joker. Uh, But uh, I I know you were really excited about Logan versus Dark Knight. Yeah. So are you prepared? I am prepared. So I'm excited. I was telling uh, Kyle earlier, like full disclosure, I think that either one of these movies, Dark Knight and Logan, are better than... Any MCU film. Oh, yeah. In, in my opinion, no, I right? Agree too. So, I, I mean, agree. like, you know, you, people get into a, like, you know, oh, the MCU is the fucking bet. Like, this is a Fox film and, like, a sort of DC film. Like, yeah, DC yeah. film, obviously, but not part of DCU. Yeah. Uh, and they're, it's better than anything else. I, I think, hands down. No, I agree. You know? I yeah. agree 100% with you. What do you think, Matt? Uh, I think so as well. Um, I am, yeah, I don't really want to go into how my awards are going to fall out, but I mean, definitely this is uh, X-Men and Batman at the top of their games, and those are two of the biggest comic book franchises in modern history, possibly all of comic book movie history, so this is an extremely good matchup. Yeah, and you're not going to be a part of the Into the Spider-Verse versus uh, Batman versus the the Mask of the Phantasm, mm-hmm. so what do you think? Throw, throw out your prediction. Who do you think is going to win that? 
I think Into the Spider-Verse will, um, I think it's probably going to be on, the, on quality, just off, of, uh, just off of instinct, I think it's going to win. Yeah, I think you're right too, but yeah. I can't wait, I think it's going to be a pretty cool breakdown though, so, yeah. um, and full disclosure for me, this was fucking hard, I agree. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, I, yeah. I yeah. might have to flip a coin tonight, you know, like heads or tails. <laughs> Let's hear what we have to say and be like, you know what, you yeah, kind of right. right. convinced me. Honestly, <laughs> the, the, the poll results, the poll results are, all, are not... Uh, super even, no. but I mean, when we sat down, I was like, "That's not yeah. the way that it went for me." No. You know, it's it's very even. So. Do we have a do you have a coin at the table? I, I, I might need a I might need a quarter, dude. Because I don't I, know what I have. I know. Is that a thing? Yeah. You have a wallet right here. I don't think there's any change. Well, though. Change All in right, wallet. Well, We'll just see what happens. <laughs> I might take a break and go get a quarter too, because I'm not for sure about some of these categories. All right, you guys ready? No, but <laughs> I think we're going to have to be, I yeah. guess. All right, uh, Kyle, start us out. Best location goes well, to... Well, let's talk about the movies first. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. No, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, uh, the scores. What are the scores? I, you're so excited to get to this oh, one. I am, dude. I am. <laughs> I'm going to get this one done. Um, so we are talking about The Dark Knight, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomato score of 94%, which is our high, and our IMDb high of 9.0. Nice. Both incredibly high. Directed by Christopher Nolan, starring... Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, Aaron Eckhart, Gary Oldman, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Michael Caine, and a slew of other just fucking, like, character actors everywhere. Uh, It's going up tonight against Logan, with a Rotten Tomato score of 93, so only 1% off. Uh, An IMDb of 8.1, which is a little bit lower, but still a pretty fucking good score on IMDb. Uh, Directed by James Mangold, starring Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, Daphne Keene, Stephen Merchant, and Boyd Holbrook. Man, talk about the best supporting category. Oh, it's you know? fucking stacked. I mean, we all know right. Heath Ledger, right? Yeah. Right. I'd be surprised if it's not a clean sweep, but man, there's a, a lot of people in this. Yeah, like, you actors. take Heath Ledger out of that category, not. Yeah, like, yeah I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's anybody's choose. fucking game. Know, you take Heath Ledger out, and it's fucking. It, the field is wide open. But guess yeah. what? Heath Ledger's in. Heath Ledger is <laughs> in. <laughs> so solid. I can't wait to see what happens. All right. Are, are we ready now, then, for that? Okay. I, th- I think we're ready. All right. Now. Best location goes to. All right. Uh, for me, it is uh, Caliban's desert hideout in the silo that they keep uh, Professor X in. Um, what a fucking cool place! Like this, like cool-looking grain silo-looking thing that, like, from the outside looks kind of cool, but like from the inside becomes this little fucking hospital room yeah. for this like insane fucking telepathic man who, like, he's just in there because. It just bounce, like his shit bounces yeah, off the walls. Like, him, like, yeah, like, it can't like affect too much on the outside. Uh, just very simple, but like so fucking cool, like script wise, and just even better visually. That just like wide open Mexican desert yeah. on this like compound. Uh, this place that like is you know shielded from the sun because Caliban can't fucking get into the sun, and you know Professor X in his own little silo out in the distance, so it can't fuck with people too much. Love yeah, it. good pick. Yeah. All right, Matt, where are you going? I am going with the dark night and the streets of downtown Gotham, which is actually, of course, Chicago. Um, and I remember actually living in Chicago at the time where they were making this and they had the streets blocked off. So that was like a pretty cool thing, pretty big deal. But what I especially like is just how Chicago becomes Gotham and the way they do that just through the cinematography and the action choreography and just having the characters there. It has like a totally different feel to it and just really impresses the heck out of me. So that's where I'm going with my my, uh, location. Nice. So initially, my my pick for this initially was was the smelting plants in, in Mexico. I changed it because it just kept coming back to me and I'm, I'm going with, with Gotham City. And the reason I'm going with Gotham City is because you've seen Gotham City 
in a million different things, right? This is my favorite Gotham City oh, nice. in, in this particular one. And so a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's Chicago, right? Uh, and, it, and I think it's recognizably Chicago, yeah. right? Like, uh, yeah. Because in... So I, I like the... Um, oh, the... Who? Uh, what the fuck is his name? <laughs> the, the, the original Batman films, uh, Tim Burton. Okay, it's a that's an iconic Gotham, but it's it's just so Tim Burton. Yeah, you know I what know. I mean? Like, uh, and I love I, the grounded realism of this. Gotham. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so in in and so again, like I've been reading comics my whole life, and like uh, New York City has always been Metropolis to me. Metropolis has always been New York, and then uh, Gotham City has always been Chicago. That's not where they are in the comics. Like, Gotham's in fucking Jersey, I think. Mm. But, like, to me, Chicago has always been Gotham City because it's fucking... It's just kind of dirty, and it's fucking... I, I'm sure that, like, by the numbers, it's not the most corrupt city in America, <laughs> but it Chicago is easily the most theatrically corrupt oh, city. Sure. You know what I mean? Like... With where the mobs all over the place and fucking corrupt cops and yeah. like fucking, it's got it, that ca- that Capone stink to it. it still, it does, you know? yeah. yeah. And then if you and if you ever been to Chicago, there's like back alleys and yeah, shit yeah, in yeah, Chicago. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it just like that, and just being able to like as a location, I just like that you fucking because he he goes away from it in uh, Dark Knight Rises. It's Pittsburgh. They like they use Pittsburgh yeah, as a standard, yeah, which yeah. I don't I don't like yeah. it. Um, I think it has to be Chicago. You know, and you're and you're it just. It's funny how it just fits. It's all iron and glass and like just I don't know. It's yeah. my my it's my favorite Gotham City. And Nolan shoots the shit out of it too, man. Yeah, like it, does. it looks big yeah. and epic. Yeah. Um uh, All right, this was the easiest category for me and I'm right there with you, Kyle. You. I'm going with the Mexican hideout in Logan. Thought I was man. going crazy for a <laughs> No, it looks <laughs> it looks like the kind of place where you go to disappear and uh, the collapsed water tower. It's a cool uh, callback to Cerebro, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, overall yeah. it's just a really cool set design. And it was just so fresh to have uh, Mexico and desert locations for a comic book movie, you know, especially at this point in the year, you know, after the MCU tournament, it just felt nice not to have, you know, heavy CGI, futuristic cities, big yeah. city, alien invasions, you know, it felt like no country for old man Logan is yeah. what it felt like. And uh, I really dug everything that made it this nice, neat little comic book Western and the locations were a big part of that for me, so I'm going with Logan. That Dope. takes us to uh, best character, Kyle. And we have our first tie of the night. We're already down. So from Logan, I'm going with Professor X. Um, what a fucking cool version of Charles Xavier yeah. we get. Yeah. Um, where he's he's senile, but like he's still there's still shells of him there. Like, and he says, you know, in multiple t- points in the movie, like, yeah, I know who you were, but like, I just don't recognize you. Like. There's just something so like beautifully tragic about this ninety year old this this nonagenarian like fucking going on this big adventure and like knowing that this is gonna be his last hurrah. Like you you know going into this movie yeah. like yeah. there ain't no way he's fucking coming out of this. Like he's an old man, like time is time is set on him just as it's setting on Logan, you know, and he's he's even more past his age. And then getting that vague but kinda on the surface uh backstory of him like snapping on accident and fucking just killing everyone like you keep hearing that little stuff on the radio and stuff mm-hmm. and then he's like he you know he mentions like yeah I've, i i i'm starting to remember what i did yeah and, you know i was like ah oh, it's fucking brutal and he gives that that beautiful speech about like hey this is this is the most fun journey i've been on in a long time right before he gets you know straight up murdered 
Um, and he's just fucking beautiful from yeah. beginning to end. And I, and I like the character switch, too. I haven't read Old Man Logan, but I know mm-hmm. that Wolverine kills the X-Men, correct? Correct. Yes. In Old yeah. Man Logan. Yeah, but he has I, his mind taken over. And he, but I do like this. I love this idea of Professor X being the one who has dementia. and he, you know, Just yeah. a really cool character, yeah, you know? so cool. Yeah. Um, and my tie goes for, uh, with The Dark Knight goes to... Harvey Dent and Two Face. Oh, really? Not, not, wow. not Joker, like you think. Oh, I, I really love this version of, of Harvey Dent. I think he's fucking great. He's he is that he's he's what Batman should be, right? That like yeah. I am the knight of this fucking he's the city. White knight he's the of white, I am the white knight of fucking Gotham, mm-hmm. and they they do that so beautifully where you don't get to see it too much anywhere else. I mean, you definitely don't see it with Billy D. Williams because he never really gets there. You don't see it in the animated series as well here. Just. Fucking Harvey Dent is so good, and that beautiful turn into Two Face, where he's you're, he's not quite evil because he's right there. I mean, he's right next to Joker in this movie, who is yeah, like the epitome of chaotic evil. He's that chaotic neutral, so he just he's he's flipping that coin to to figure out everything, and like you truly believe that, like, yeah. hey, if you get away with it on this coin, I'm just gonna. And, let you, and he I'm makes Batman, I think, a better hero too, because if the White Knight can fail, right? yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. then what does that do to Batman? You know, when he doesn't fail, you know, I mm-hmm. think it's awesome. Yeah, good picks. Yeah. All right, where are you going, Matt? Okay. So, for best character, I am going with Wolverine in Logan. Uh, I just love how he's reimagined as a grizzled Western gunfighter. I and, mean, of course, this is kind of a neo-Western as a film, so that makes sense. Um, he's, just, he's just like a complicated character. Um, he's very cynical, cynical because of the world he lives in. Most of the mutants are gone. He has to take care of uh, Professor X. He's not too happy about that. He's also sad because his friend is about to die. But he's also a bit, still holds the idealism that mutants can be brought back. And that's why he wants to preserve the young generation of mutants. But it's not an easy task for him because he's uh, poisoned. Um, like the adamantium seeping into his body. His healing factor is not working as well anymore. So this is a version of uh, Wolverine that's very, like, kind of the weakest uh, he can be. Um, but he's still as uh, he's still strong enough to be able to <laughs> to rip out the Berserker rage every once in a while. And it's great to see this, and uh, finally in an R-rated version where he can get those quality kills with the uh, blades going through skulls and all that. So. He's just a complex character. I love it. Um, probably the best Wolverine we've seen. Might be the best one we ever see. Uh, so he's getting my best character. All right. Nate. Right on, man. Uh, I think it's funny. Often says, whenever we talk about Tarantino, you'll always be like, you know, hey, I named my son Quentin because it's one of my favorite directors. I named my son Harvey after one of my favorite comic book characters mm. of all time, <laughs> Harvey Dent, right? So uh, he, this is the, one of the best versions of Two-Face I've ever I can imagine, right? Um, and a lot of Batman's enemies are like dark parallels of Batman. You know what I mean? They they are Batman, but for some choices that they made, right? Um, and Harvey Dent is great because he is he's like what Batman should have been. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's Batman's hope that he can that, that there's no need for Batman anymore. You know what I mean? There's that there's a there's a legitimate white knight who can fight crime the right way. Uh, and yeah, to see him descend like that is so is so tragic, you know, because he is a he's a great fucking character. He's legitimately a good person, uh, and you can just see it's it's his turn is believable, you know. Yeah. Um, and like you said, like he's not evil. He's just like you know, it's not about what I want; it's about what's fair. 
You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's so fucking good, man. He's such a great character. Man, this was another hard category. I'm going to say that a lot tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. Right now, we have, what, three <clears throat> three different characters? You had two, Harvey Dent mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Professor X. X. And then he went with Wolverine. Logan. Right? Yeah, Logan. And then you're going Harvey Dent. Man, guys, I love all those picks, but, man, I got to go with the Joker. And I thought you guys <laughs> were going to be there with me on this, man. I really thought this was going to be oh, a clean great. sweep, man. He's one of my favorite characters of all time. Mine and everyone else's, right? He's the yeah. fucking Joker. And he's one of my favorite villains. And there's been so many different versions of the character. I, I even love uh, Jack Nicholson's version. Yeah. Uh, Cesar Romero, you know, even though Joaquin I haven't watched Phoenix. the series. You know, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix fucking nailed it. Um, but, but this version is one of my favorites. You know, depending on what day you ask me, because there's things I love about Jack uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Jack Nicholson's mm-hmm. uh, version. But, uh, man, so many great actors have just knocked it out of the park. But Heath Ledger's Joker is an agent of chaos who just wants to watch the world burn. You know, and to quote the movie, he says, he's a dog chasing cars. He wouldn't know what to do with one if he caught it. He's a criminal mastermind. And I don't think I get those qualities in all the different versions, like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Like, I don't buy him right yet as a criminal mastermind. But I love Joaquin, you know, Phoenix's performance. Um, But Heath Ledger's version of the Joker is still one of the best versions to date. And I just love everything about him. So I'm going with The Dark Knight. Boy, I look like a guy with a plan. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's what I love about him, you know? So, um, yeah, I went there. And then for runner-up, man, um, X-23. I love um, X-23. I love her her performance. I love Daphne Keene just Mm -hmm. knocks it out of the park. So, um, but yeah, I'm going with the Joker. That takes us to best screen duo. Uh, Another one of those tough categories. (laughs) Uh, But for me, it actually came down to Logan. I didn't know if I wanted to go Logan and Charles or Logan and Laura, but I landed on Logan and Laura. Uh, There's just such a, there's a beautiful uh, chemistry there because like, they kind of don't fucking like each other, yeah. <laughs> like, but they, they know they have to depend on each other. She needs him to get to Canada, and he needs to take her because Charles fucking said so. <laughs> yeah. um, but he also has this this fatherly duty that he doesn't, you know, completely come to a full realization till towards the end of the movie. But, like, yeah, they go to fucking war for one another. Like, they, wow. they push each other to, to levels that they hadn't been to, um, and it's just fucking cool. Like, not even... I mean, acting-wise, they play really well off each other, but the characters just written there play really fucking well off yeah, each other. I love yeah. how, like, she doesn't talk this like, 90% of the movie, and then she's just, like, just starts yelling at him in Spanish. Yeah. And he's like, what yeah. the fuck? You, you can shut, talk? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't get you to fucking stop? I couldn't get you to talk forever. That was the meltdown scene, right, in the truck? Yeah, yeah when she, truck. like, she yeah. steals the fucking truck for him. Like, yeah. um, And I, I love how they, they lean on each other, but they also, they're smart enough to give each other the space that they need, too, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is really fucking nice, because... Too many times characters are all up in each other's shit. And, like, real life, we all need a fucking just, like, hey, leave me alone for, yeah. like, five fucking minutes. Right. Let me beat the fuck out of this truck with a shovel. I don't need you near me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's neat because, like, obviously, to a, to a certain extent, your kids are always kind of clones of you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they yeah. are just little used. But, like, in this particular case, she's literally, literally him. You know what I mean? So as far as anybody going to understand, like, that motherfucker needs some space. <laughs> yeah. It's me. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I think... You know, toward the end, she calls him dad, or she says daddy, yeah. or whatever. But there's a there's a part when X twenty four attacks the farm and Xavier dies, and he's like carrying her out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she says dad or if it's just like ah, but like <laughs> it fucking gets me, dude. It yeah. honestly, it honestly does. Like because it just feels like I got you know what I mean. You got yeah, kids, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean. Like they're they're in danger. She's like dad, you know, like yeah. fuck, dude. Like, I love that I, scene too, where the claws come out. Of her for the first time, yeah. and he just looks over. He's like, "Whoa, what oh, the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> something's. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, okay. <laughs> what about you, Matt? Who are your best deal? I am also going with Logan and Laura. Uh, 
from Logan. Uh, when I thought about this more, I realized that this is very similar to Manji and Rin in Blade of the Immortal. You have the grumpy, reluctant hero with the feisty, disobedient girl. They eventually grow to truly care about each other. And yeah, like you said before, I agree with everything. Uh, great cast chemistry. Uh, the characters work well together. Um, and of course, it, it's great that it's uh, the younger Laura because in the comics you have like all ages. I mean, a lot. Of, right now, I think it's mostly um, adult Laura. You've also had popularity at the teenage X twenty three. But yeah, the father daughter. Uh, relationship uh, works great because they are father and daughter and just the dichotomy of the cynical uh, old Wolverine versus the more optimistic, idealistic uh, young Laura a great fit, um, work well together so that's why I get my, my best duo nice Yeah. I, I also had Logan for me it's it's uh, Logan and Charles uh, can't, can't I, it's, yeah. I, it's just so fucking good, you know, just that <laughs> That so first of all, I like both of the characters in the in the sense that like their strengths are what's making them weak now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the adamantium, oh, yeah. the adamantium in uh, in Wolverine's what's poisoning him. It's slowly killing him. Uh, Xavier is a powerful telepath, but he's but because of it, he's killed everyone that he he loves uh, and has to be secluded away from everybody. Um, that's a great that's a great uh, sort of combination just in and of itself. Uh, but I also think I just. Their their um, interactions are so believable. Yeah. There, there's there's the first time I think that uh, Logan goes to to see him in the the silo. It, it seems like he's in, he's having a little bit of an episode, and he and he say, and he he looks up at Logan and he says like you know like what a, what a disappointment you are. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's I remember to get real for you a second. I remember when my when my because my mom passed a few years ago, and I remember. Uh, she had told me when she, you know, when she was, when she was dying, she was like, look, uh, she's like, when, when your grandpa died toward the end, he got, he just said mean shit to me. You know what I mean? And like, it was just because his brain's going crazy. You know what I mean? And he's like, said a bunch of shit that really hurt my feelings. She's like, I just want you to know that like, if I say anything like that to you, like, I don't mean it. You know what I mean? And so that's, I got a lot of that from this where it was like, you know, just like, yeah, that's probably what he what he what he thinks, but he would never say that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like he would never that, yeah. say that to you. Like yeah. um they just have such a, a great a believable relationship. No, for you know sure. what I mean? Like it's it's so fucking good, man. And for guys um, who are in movies, you know, together for, as yeah. those characters forever and like <laughs> to totally reinvent what that that chemistry is is really fucking yeah. cool. They too. I, I think it's neat. Um because Xavier doesn't always remember what happened. Uh Logan has to carry that pain for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he remembers what happened. Such I a gotta, weight. Such a burden. Yeah, it's such know? a weight. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. Yeah, well, I'm doing something you guys should have done, oh. and I'm tying the same movie, so only worth Whoa. one point. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so I couldn't make up my mind, and it doesn't sound like you guys, you guys were kind of struggling, you know, yeah, a little yeah. bit with it, but uh, especially you, you started off like, oh, where, you know, where do I go here? But it I'm going, yeah. Situation. <laughs> it's just like Logan and Professor X, or Logan <laughs> and X-23. I'm just going to tie them all. But uh, first off, man, um, I'm going to echo a lot of what you guys mm. said, but Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart are the best they've ever been. Oh, wow, yeah. And uh, they play off each other so well, and there's a lot of history with these guys. I mean, we've been watching X-Men movies since, what, like 2000? Yeah. And again, best they've ever been. I love their characters here. You have an old, broken-down, cynical Wolverine taking care of Professor X, who is suffering from dementia. You know, he's protecting him, but he's also keeping him from that knowledge that 
he killed the fucking X-Men, you know? Because I think, uh, doesn't Professor X say that, you know, alludes to, like, you killed him? I think mm-hmm. he thinks that Maybe, he killed yeah. the X-Men. But, uh, man, they're both, they've lost so much. And uh, it might be too late for them, but they can still save one more person. Mm-hmm. And that's Laura, X-23, and which is my tie. Uh, Logan and his little clone daughter, man, their journey through this movie is, it's a, it's a sad relationship. It's beautiful. Um, man, one of the reasons this movie works for me so well is because of the chemistry between Hugh Jackman and Daphne Keene. I mean, their interactions, you said, uh, their interactions together are so great. So, And I don't say this lightly, but I believe she is the fucking daughter of Wolverine. (laughs) You know? Uh, Just great characters and performances all around, so I had to go with a tie. That takes us to best villain antagonist. Joker. (laughs) Yeah? I mean, do I have to explain? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean... That agent of chaos. Like, uh, we talked about it. You know, I'm, I'm a dog chasing cars. I don't know what to do if I catch it. You know, do I do I look like a guy with a plan? Yeah. Like, like it, there's there's just chaoticness to this character that you truly like don't fucking know. He keeps telling different stories about how he how he got the scars on his mouth, yeah. and like you're like I don't I don't know what what to fucking believe with this guy. I don't I like ugh, it. it he's just one of the best like on screen villains yeah. ever. Yeah. It, it's 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 completely undeniable. He's he's the Hans Gruber of our fucking generation. Yeah. Really. Do you get the Agent of Chaos from Joaquin Phoenix's version of the Joker? No. I, I, just, I just get mental illness. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, yeah, and I love yeah, right. both versions of the, the Joker, like their performances, Joaquin right. Phoenix and yeah. Heath Ledger. I can't tell you which one They're I like different. more. I think it's a testament but the character. The, yeah, it's a testament to the character. It can be yeah. interpreted in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're both valid. I think they're every... Other than Jared Leto, I think <laughs> right. other, that basically yeah, right. every exactly. interpretation has been fine. Like, yep. it's, you I know, agree with you. Jared Leto sucks. And it's, <laughs> As the Joker. It's, it's definitely an interpretation. <laughs> it's definitely an interpretation, right? All right, where are you going, Matt? Jared Leto? Uh, no, I'm also going with Heath Ledger's Joker in The Dark Knight. Uh, aside from the unpredictable behavior, there's just this manic personality that goes from nervousness to dark humor to viciousness and everything in between. Uh, he's a perfect spoil for Batman with his chaos contrasting with Batman's need for order. And just the creepiness that's brought to the character, the different look uh, to it, uh, whereas previous Jokers have been more refined. Uh, this Joker is, like you said, chaotic, messy. You don't know what he's going to do next. Um, he has a plan, even though it doesn't seem like it, like in the opening scene uh, where uh, all the villains think that um, he ordered specifically them just to kill everyone else. Whereas, you know, he was in charge with everything um, all the time. So he, he thinks, like, several steps ahead of everyone, and that makes him very difficult to beat. Uh, so, yeah, he's definitely getting best villain antagonist. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the Joker, right? I mean, so I think he's the perfect... He's the perfect villain for Batman especially, right? I mean, like, the thing that I like about him is that you, you take a character's... You take, like, your protagonist's strength, right? And he turns it into a weakness, right? Like, what's Batman's strength? Like, he he's great at fighting. He's intimidating. He, the Joker isn't intimidated by you. You know what I mean? There's no. that there's that scene in um, the the interrogation scene. I love it where he, he fucking like he knocks him over and he's like punching him and he's like, "You have nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you yeah. have nothing to do with all of your strength. No. Like the Joker. Like so, the one thing that you know how to do doesn't work on me. Yeah. You know. Um, he doesn't give a shit if you beat the fuck out of him. He wants to die. You know what yeah. I mean? He wants to prove that you'll kill somebody. So, I mean, like, everything that you are as a hero 
doesn't work anymore and you have to figure out some other way. Yep. That's sort of the whole thing with with the uh, with Batman in this film is that like he doesn't understand someone like the Joker. He yep. doesn't understand how to deal with them. He doesn't he has to learn that like some people just want to watch the world burn. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Alfred has to sort of teach him that. Yep. Like uh fuck, it's so good. Yeah, Such um, a good villain. Yeah, like, clean sweep. Clean sweep. Um I literally can't add anything to this. I mean, you guys <laughs> took it all. I mean he just wants to watch the world burn. That's the ultimate antagonist. Heath Ledger's fucking amazing. The Joker is fucking aces in my book. So, yeah, I'm going with Joker Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that takes perfect. us to... Yeah, I can't... I'll just be wasting time if I just... <laughs> you gotta say. Um, best hero protagonist? I've, I gotta go Logan in this one. Uh, there's something about that, that journey that he doesn't want to go on. Like, he's... He's stuck, you know? Like, he do- he doesn't really want to take care of Charles, but he feels a sense of duty to him. He doesn't want to fucking take Laura all the way to Canada. He d- he, like, he has no fucking interest in that. He just wants to get a boat and just fucking sail off and, and live the rest of his days, you know, in fucking drunken state of awfulness. Um, but he fucking does it, and he perseveres and hits all these fucking obstacles along the way and just keeps fucking going. And I mean, that, that last scene's like a testament to it all. Like... He knows he's gonna go fucking down, but he's like, "All right, I'm gonna inject myself with this shit and you know speed up my fucking death." But yeah. I'm gonna fucking save that kid um, and just go into fucking war with with anything. He goes fucking last, goes full just weapon X. Fucking goes fucking goes crazy. To it. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, there's just not a whole lot you can say that 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 puts you know Christian Bale's Batman in this movie in a even a, that heroic of a light, yeah. honestly, because he sure. he has to be that 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 dark night the mm. the the. The evil that the city kind of needs to rally around and be like, nah, fuck that guy, you know. Um, and so, yeah. And I think that's a basing hero though. When you have it, to, when you have yeah. to take your whatever the city needs you to be. That's sure. fucking amazing. Sure, but right. I, I just don't get enough out of him. Where you going, Matt? I'm also going with Logan. I like how he's loyal and protective of Xavier. As Kyle said, he doesn't want to take care of him, but they've had a long history together, so he feels he has to. He has to take care of his friend, and then eventually taking care of Laura. Um, first, because he feels an obligation, uh, because, you know, she is his daughter, but eventually he grows to really love her. Um, and also, like, the arc that he goes from beginning to the end of the movie starts out as this downtrodden chauffeur who really hates his job. Um, you know, people don't respect him very much. Um, and then eventually he ends up with a heroic last stand against Dr. Rice's men, saving the mutant kids. And dying hero's death, so that's why he gets this category for me. Logan. <laughs> so, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I have Logan as well, man. Um, he is, he's overcoming his violent past. Uh, the, the arc that he goes through, I think, is really is really neat because he, like you said, he's in this place in the beginning where he's so down, and, like, he takes he takes a bullet to save his car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, just to protect it from getting shot. But by the end, he's taking a bullet for, like, kids he doesn't even necessarily even know. You know what I mean? Like, just so... He's basically, like, overcoming this violent past and becoming the hero that, like, we all know that he can be. You know, that he's forgotten that he is. Uh, that's fucking great, man. Uh, I think I think Batman's great in this film, whatever, but Logan, I think, is the better protagonist overall. Nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna break this clean sweep here, guys. <laughs> yeah. But no, let me say this. Um, I wish I could have tied this. This would have been one I would have tied, but I'm using my, my t- ties mm. elsewhere. But 
I wish I could just flip a coin on this one and uh, go with that. But, you know, like the two-faced style, (laughs) man. But um, whenever I have a problem, because I did have a problem with I actually had Logan for the longest time. And then I started thinking about, uh, you know, Batman, Bruce Wayne. And I always go back, whenever I'm having trouble with the hero category, I always go back to Joseph Campbell. Like what he said about heroes. And he says a hero is someone who has given his life, his or her life, to something bigger than oneself, and we can—I think we can both say they Logan does that as sure, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Bruce Wayne, Batman, is whatever the people need him to be. You know, the hero, the villain. Um, he does give his life to that bigger, that that bigger idea. Like, if you want me to be the villain, that's what I'm going to be for the city. He's a symbol. Um, even Gotham's White Knight couldn't bear the weight when the shit got real in Gotham, and. Bruce Wayne has been through the same shit, the death of his parents, the death of Rachel Dahl, someone he grew up with, you know, his best friend, his love interest. He, he, he saw the same thing that, uh, that Harvey Dent did, you know, and uh, he still couldn't be turned, you know, he still kept his moral compass. He doesn't kill. He wages war on crime. I think he's that textbook hero. Um, I think he's barely the hero here, but of this versus it was hard, mm-hmm. but he's my hero. So I'm going Dark Knight. That takes us to best kill. <clears throat> All right. Picture yourself in the theater. You're waiting to see this first glimpse of Heath Ledger as the Joker. And he stumbles into this room full of gangsters. Oh. And he says, do you want to see a magic trick? <laughs> Puts a pencil down and slams a man's head through the fucking pencil. Makes the pencil disappear. Right, yeah. It's such a fucking beautiful introduction to this character. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's chaotic. You have no fucking idea what to expect out of him. He just fucking just straight up murders a guy and is like, okay, whatever. Like, he's doing this, you know, that that typical trope of the Joker where he thinks he's being funny, but it's not funny yeah. at all. <laughs> like, it's pretty fucked up. Um, it's it's a cool fucking kill. Like, and yeah. it's, it's funny. And uh, it's, that's yeah. our introduction to this, this iconic fucking character uh, now. Like... That's what that's what we always get, you know. Like everyone went into it going, you know, oh, this is sad, you know, Heath Ledger's dead. I, you know, what's he gonna do? Just fucking boom! All right, let's go. And you're like, all right, I'm fucking on board already. Let's go. I so. mean, just from the very beginning, they sort of uh, introduce you to him almost as a almost as a protagonist. You know what right. I mean? Like a lot of things are from his perspective. Whenever you see from his perspective, he's convincing somebody. He's you know, or it's against gangsters and like fuck those guys. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, we're going back into villain at this point, but uh, fuck, it's, it's so good because you get, no. you're just on his side. Like, I don't know. If I could add to that real quick, I figure some, a lot of people would go with that at the table. We'll see what, you know, Matt and Nate says. Uh, I do like the kill. I think it's a good kill, mm-hmm. but I've always, the first time, uh, you know, I watched that scene, I always figured like the guy would scream his fucking head off or something. Yeah. Like he'd be shaking on the floor, but the guy just dies instantly. Like, I, I don't know. I, always brain, just, man. I, I guess, but I just always like, I just always imagine the guy screaming on the fucking floor and then yeah. dying. Like not there, instinct. There's you know, a lot know. of things about dark Knight that are like, kind of what the fuck where like it's it's makes sense as you watch it uh, but then later you're like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> and I mean, the same, same, I always think like, does you guys, they're just gonna let you kill that dude? Like, you know what I mean? Uh, Obviously, that guy's somebody's friend. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're not right. gonna go fuck this clown <laughs> up like, for okay. like, <laughs> like, hey, oh, we'll just sit and listen Especially to you. Especially that like, Cuban looking guy. He's like, yeah. oh, well, let's hear what you gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is before he shows that he has like, you know, sticks of dynamite or whatever the yeah, fuck yeah, on yeah. him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, where are you going, Matt? I'm actually going with a tie. So, my first one for, is from Logan, and it's the hotel room kills. Uh, just because it's like a cool slow-mo visuals, and you know the kills are coming, but they're still cool when it happens, because they're the vicious kills that we expect. 
from Logan at this point, just slamming the uh, cause through people's skulls, and Laura does the same thing. And then, of course, the, the other one is Kyle's one, uh, Joker's pencil kill. It's just the exact opposite. It's quick and surprising, sense of humor, and there's a theatricality to it, which is very exemplary of uh, the Joker's style. So I had to tie him because they're both really good examples of what the film does best in, t- in terms of action. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, and I'll just just to piggyback off you for a second about the the hotel kills. What I like a lot about those really is that like all those thugs like they're they're conscious like, you know they're conscious like you they, see the one dude's they, eyes like yeah, shift over he like he knows oh, fuck. He, he just can't move like you know what i mean like he's just like this fucking wolverine's coming in just fucking bitches up and he's like ah oh, fuck <laughs> like you know just like can't move um yeah it makes it worse yeah. yeah um so no best kill Honestly, it's got to be Logan dies, right? I mean, like that's in, in mm-hmm. my. It's not the most theatrical death. It's not the funniest yeah, yeah. death, but it's the most yeah. memorable death to, to sure. me. I can honestly uh, see you going there. I saved it for a different category. I have yeah. it for a different category. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, I see. I, yeah, yeah. I, I split it, but I get yeah. why you went there. I uh, it, so and and there's different. Like there's the there's the funeral later, and then there's the actual death. But I mean, like just that moment. Uh, where again, like he has sat, again, he's in the beginning he's sacrificing himself just to fucking stop bullets from hitting my fucking car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm trying, I'm trying to make a living. I'm trying to get some fucking money. And later it's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna jack myself up on this shit and go fucking Weapon X on these motherfuckers, and then just um, that's it for me. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, you know, uh, you know, there's no room for me in Eden, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's no room for me. There, like the I, cowboys the, going down, guns ablaze. Yeah, exactly. It's very, like, this is very much a western. It's you know what I mean. There are no more guns in the valley. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like he's the last one to die. Uh, it's it's just a fucking. It, it's a nice. It's a nice bookend. It's just. It's a nice. It should. X Men should end on Logan. Yeah. You know what I mean. No one's Dark Phoenix bullshit. Like yeah. let it. Be, I saw, let it be done. Did you watch like, Dark Phoenix? I no. <laughs> I asked Kyle the same thing last night. No one's watched that that movie. No, why would you? I, no, I believe it's probably gonna be bad, but I'm just fucking curious if it's that bad. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, real quick, runner up for me. Uh, any and every time that Wolverine or X twenty three. You know, like sticks their claws into somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. is fucking. She, she has some of the most brutal kills oh, I've yes, ever fucking like, seen. When in she movie. walks out of the uh, the hideout with that guy's head, yeah. just throws him just down. Throws like, okay, it. calm down. She's like, fucking yeah. come on, shoot yeah. me! And they're like, yeah. guns don't fucking kill her. I'm like, why are you even shooting? I love that. It's like she's walking up and he's like, hold up, yeah. <laughs> like don't, don't boys, boys All right, shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna be joining Matt with this one. I'm gonna tie. I'm going with my first Ooh. real tie. Okay. Um... But both of my kills bring, I think, serious stakes to their respected movies. And I love stakes in my movies unless we're talking Thor Ragnarok. And then stakes <laughs> can go out the window because I'm having so much fun. But I love stakes. And first off, Logan, man, we don't get to see it on screen. But, man, Charles killing the X-Men yeah. with Come one off. of his seizures is so powerful, man. And, it's you know, when Charles says, you know, I think I did something horrible. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, man, yeah. you're, the, you're the guy that brought in. All the X Men and yeah. taught them, you know, and, and you fucking killed you them. You raised them as kids. Yeah. <laughs> How? Oh, that's just you so. Basically killed all your own children. Yeah. And uh, Patrick Stewart sells it perfectly. I, I think he's the best he's ever been as well. And uh, it, it's just as good, if not better. Again, I haven't read the comic Old Man Logan, but I'm familiar with it, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, um, you know, I think I might like this better without reading it. You know, I like that Mysterio, you know, kind of fucks with Wolverine, yeah. and Wolverine thinks, you know, it's an illusion. And he thinks it, and that's how he kills the X Men, th- right? He thinks so. Mysterio comes in and he makes it look like 
fucking everybody's attacking. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. fucking all the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, yeah. everyone. So Wolverine's, like, calling out for Ooh. people. Like, hey, fucking, where, where Gene? Where the fuck is everybody? Oh. And he's just clawing motherfuckers up. Yeah, but then it, the, the illusion drops and he just killed fucking yeah. everybody. Which like, do you like better since you're familiar with the comic? That or Professor X killing everyone with a seizure? I like them both. I mean, I, I don't know. I like yeah. them both. I, if, I, would, I like them both. Because it feels I don't like, know you know how like, you watch some movies and, you know, they're they're adapting, you know, a comic yeah. or a novel and you're like, yeah, you just switched it to fucking switch it. Yeah, you know, yeah. you didn't add anything. Right. And I think this really is no, a this, good switch. If you're going to switch it, this, this, is, this a is a great way to switch, do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a great story beat. So that's my first take. And uh, I'm going with Dark Knight, man. It's the it's the death of Rachel Dolls. And oh. um, you know most comic book <clears throat> movies again, would, they would pull a bait and switch. You know she survived the explosion. You know, and they do, I'll never they do forget, it with Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, I, I uh, you know the first, I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, oh, she's. I, I was thinking in the in the theater seat. I was like, oh, she's not dead. You know, we saw the explosion go up, but they're gonna bring her back, bait and switch, and they don't. Yeah. And it's like at the end of the movie, I'm like, whoa, fuck you. She's really fucking dead. <laughs> you know, that's that's killer for our hero, you know? And uh, I, just, I just love that moment that they stick to their guns with that. Um, it gives the movie some extra weight. It turns Gotham's white knight Harvey Dent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it makes the Joker a better <laughs> villain. It makes Batman a better hero. Um, yeah, I'm going with the time roller. One of the... And I, I just... I don't know where else I get to talk about this, but, like, I love... Joker makes you make a decision. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, you know... So, really, like... The, the question is, like, what is Batman willing to sacrifice? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's the person that I love or the future of Gotham, yeah. right? And in the end, he picks, he, he says, picks the fuck, person he loves. He picks the yeah. person he loves. You know what I mean? Like, and so you see, what is Batman not willing to sacrifice? Yeah. He's not willing, like, it, yes, he is a self-sacrificing person, but when the chips are down... He goes for Rachel. Yeah. What you know a what I mean? fucking decision, though. Yeah. You know? What no, and I, I, th- I, I think that's so great because you learn about the character. Like, uh, like he, you know, ah, f- fuck Harvey, I guess. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, um, uh, yeah. I'm just glad I'm not in his bat suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, that takes us to what the fuck. So let's go around and give our runner-ups for Logan uh, one at a time. And honestly, guys, I don't have very many what the fucks this time. Yeah. Honestly, I might only give one tonight. And I'm usually the, the guy that like at least brings five or six. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's go with you, Kyle. All right, uh, I'm going to give a runner-up from Dark Knight. Um, and it's uh, when the Tumblr first makes its appearance uh, in that parking garage. They're on, like, the eighth story, and it just comes through the wall, like, from outside. Like, how the fuck did the tumbler get there? They don't ever, like, it can't fly. It's not like he, like, parachuted it into this fucking wall. It's just like, it's just like, oh, okay, we can see out over the sky. We're about eight stories up. Fucking tumbler just comes in, and yeah. it's like, where the fuck did that come from? There's a lot, as I said that before, there's a lot of shit in, in Dark Knight that's like that. Well, the parking, like, yeah, the makes sense at the time, but... He, like, jumps off and lands on that van, and the van just, like, stops. Like, right when he yeah, lands on top of it, it's like, that van would keep fucking going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, let's continue with the Dark Knights instead of Logan's. Uh, Matt, do you have a runner-up for Dark Knight? Uh, I only actually have one, and it's Batman's gravelly voice. I mean, especially okay. the first time you hear it. Um, it made me think of those college humor videos where <laughs> Batman's basically this joking horn dog and it kind of sounds exactly like that unfortunately it is that bad i think uh so they got that nailed that right um 
his voice gets a little bit better, I think. His Batman voice gets a little bit better during the movie, but not by much. So that's definitely my big uh, what the fuck from uh, The Dark Knight. Yeah, because it's not so bad in Batman Begins. Like, it's it's a little yeah. bit there, but, like, he, like, turns it up in this one. And then, like, yeah. and then for Dark Knight Rises, he's like, oh, maybe I need to scale <laughs> that shit back a little bit. You know bit. what? <laughs> like, that's never bothered. So... I do think it sounds corny, okay? But I'm like, no. if I was Batman, I would definitely talk no, in a voice exactly. that you don't understand. So, you know, I, you know, I, I agree. With you. I do think it's it's awkward sometimes uh-huh. for scenes, but I like the direction. Yeah, sure. I, it, you would do the same thing, right? You yeah. would talk. Well, about, I think, I but think, he's Batman. He could just have like a device that would change his no, voice. No, I was going to say yeah, that's if, what he if, needs. Right. If there's anything good, I'll say about the Batman versus Superman shit or whatever. It's that it's a modulator. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. that makes way more sense. And it still makes it sound like Brooks, yeah. swear to me or whatever, you yeah. know. But like, yeah, uh, because that, yeah. that scene in Batman begins. It would change it. That scene like, in Batman begins where he like scoops up that dude from the alley. Yeah. He's like, swear to me. I'm like, yeah. holy fuck! <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I shit my pants up in the fucking <laughs> no, ten stories. I, I like the direction. Um, it, it, and, and yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you have a runner up uh, for Dark Knight? So for Dark Knight, it really it's all just related to buses. Every time there's a bus in Dark Knight, something's fucked up. Like, <laughs> like um, I love the scene at the bank where they shoot the bus driver, and then he leaves. But then he like joins a convoy of buses. Uh-huh. None do, of those buses are worried at all. Do the do do. How? Like, like are all the bus drivers clowns, or is he just, or is there a bank? With a fucking bus stuck out of it uh-huh. that just happens to find a gap in an existing convoy of buses, <laughs> and did those buses don't fucking care? Yeah, like no one's the like, timing, right? hey, "You're all right." The timing. The timing. <laughs> it just doesn't. It just doesn't make any. Yeah. Again, if you stop and think, it, it makes no sense. Yeah. Like, oh shit, Ted drove through the bank again. Just let him back in line. Let and him back in line. We won't. The same thing. He when he blows up the hospital, uh-huh. he walks out and he gets in the back of a bus. Which, by the way, there's literally a cameraman in the bus that you can see in huh. the shot. <laughs> yeah. It's huh. fully visible. He's got like he's got like the black hood over the back of him. And it's just he's filming him get in the bus. You can you can fucking clearly see him when you're not looking at it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Uh, but also, the Joker just gets in the back of a bus. <laughs> no, nobody fucking saw him. Uh, like, for, have you ever been on a bus where somebody came in the fucking yeah, yeah. back exit and no, it wasn't Dr- wasn't the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> like, would Dressed you not clown, say this. shit? Like, if I can add to that, to it's like, about the timing. Like, I love absolutely love that opening bank heist scene. But you know, this time watching it, you know, watching it through versus lens and categories. Um, I love that the Joker's chaotic, but there's that scene when he goes, I killed the bus driver, mm. you know, and he moves over. And I like how that delivery is done, but it's like, that guy comes in right at the perfect time because he was going to yeah. blow the Joker away, you yeah. know? And it's just like perfect timing. What if he would have just been like, shut the fuck up and sh- shot him? Right. Because no one else is is waiting, yeah. right? They just shoot the guys in front of him. It's like, hey, Joker told me to kill bear, somebody. Bear in, mind, bear in mind, there were interruptions to the plan. There was the uh-huh. guy with the gun. You know what I mean? They had to take cover for him to shoot. They had to come out. Like, there was shit that he didn't expect. Yeah. Well, what if the bus driver had a flat tire and he's like, I killed or, the bus driver. And he's yeah. like, what the fuck well, are you like talking about? about? And he never comes through because he's, you know, 10 minutes right. late. Joker's yeah, yeah. dead. Just, at the beginning just like when he's stuck on Baron. the Wacker Drive. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like... Just like when I did Baron Zemo's very convenient yeah, yeah, yeah. plan. There's, there's a lot of convenient <laughs> yeah. shit in Joker's yeah. plans. But it yeah. looks so good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, one of my runner-ups is uh, Commissioner Gordon is waiting by the bat signal. And he says, Batman hardly ever shows up when he turns yeah. it on. Yeah. And he's like, hopefully he's out fighting crime. But it's like, 
Why even have a fucking bat signal if half of the time he does not show up, man? I mean, what if there's like a real emergency, right? Right. Like, what if Bane shows up for the first time, right? right. And you're out just, you know, robbing criminals, right? But they throw on the fucking, or not robbing, what if you're Batman and robbing criminals, but you're like, you're capturing criminals, right? But Bane shows up or, yeah. you know, fucking Egghead, I don't know, right? And it's like, Condiment oh, Man. Condiment Man shows yeah. up and you, you flash the light and he doesn't show up, but you really fucking need him because it's yeah. serious shit. That's the, yeah, I agree. Because it's like What's it's, the point? you it's an emergency. I like the idea that like we we put it up in the sky. It's a different take. It's like we put it up in the sky just to remind people. I like to remind uh, people that he's out there. But my take was always like, yeah, I need you here well, yeah, right now. Like, is he gonna Here's show the up? signal. <laughs> he's like, like, he's show up. He doesn't. Well, half the time he says, "Fuck it." <laughs> you know, but yeah, if you see that light, you know, I'm sure someone's just not getting like their fucking purse stolen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's probably some real deal world shit going on. <laughs> you yeah. know, so it's like whatever. Um, just to add to that, uh, something I noticed this time. Like, all the buildings around it are significantly taller than that building. Uh, so, like, everyone else can just look down and be like, oh, that's fucking Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging out with Commissioner Gordon down there. Cool. Uh, um, one of my other random weird what the fucks uh, from Dark Knight is we get to see Bruce's bedroom. And there are two panes of, like, frosted glass in front of his oh. bed. But they're, like, I don't know. Two feet wide, and there's like two of them. It doesn't go the length of the bed. It's not blocking anything. You can still fully see the bed, and it's like, <laughs> why are those that like usually you'd have something like that because you're like obscuring like the bed yeah. or something, but like they're just there, and you're just like, okay, why the fuck is it's like not aesthetically pleasing? It's like it's supposed to be there for like like visual blockage, but like it's the bed is like it doesn't huh. even cover the full length That's of the funny. bed, and you can just step to the right and see the entire bed, which is what. When Alfred walks in and sees he's not oh, there. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Fucking huh. weird. That's funny. All right. Do you have any more, Matt? Uh, none from Dark Knight, no. Okay. Neither do I. I don't either. Yeah. Okay, I, I just had one more from Dark Knight. Uh, okay. So, uh, Harvey Dent's questioning that witness. Dude just pulls a gun out. No one fucking checked this guy yeah. when he walked into the fucking court. And it's like, he doesn't like pull yeah. it out anywhere. It's just sitting on his lap. Because he, <laughs> like, he just reaches down and immediately pulls it out. <laughs> yeah. And it's like... Cool, judge didn't see that, no one saw that, everyone just let him into the courtroom oh, with the gun. Oh, dude, and cool. once Rachel Dawes, dude, looks like she's about ready to cream her pants, dude, when he oh, dies actually, that. she's like, oh, I love a man who's like, can face yeah, danger. She looks, like, she really? Because like you, you don't give a fuck about Batman who faces danger constantly, <laughs> but Harvey Dent has a gun pulled on him once, and you're like, oh, I want to fuck dude, you she, right here in front he of he takes everyone. that gun away from him and spits out that one-liner or whatever, and she's just like, oh. <sighs> <laughs> I was like, Jesus, can you imagine that fucking, that seat? Holy shit, but it's glazed. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch that scene again. It's fucking crazy. All right, uh, Matt, do you have anything? Oh, let's start with you. Do you have anything sure. for Logan? Uh, Logan, okay. Uh, so they let Gabriella, the woman who's like first transporting Laura, they let her film a bunch of shit in that facility. Yeah. Like, she's filming those like guys directly. They know she's filming. It's not like she's hiding it. She's directly filming it. She's filming all these experiments. And she does a really fucking good editing job for someone yeah. who's on the lamb. Yeah. And she's got like voiceover going over some of the stuff. And she's got like, she's intercutting, you know, testimony. <laughs> like, yeah. like, she spent a lot of time on this video yeah. for someone who like. Dude, like that's hilarious. Like, you're so right, though. That's funny, Matt. What do you got for Logan? Runner up. Uh, my only runner up is kind of piggybacking off of the one from Dark Knight as Boyd Holbrook's accent as Pierce. It just comes out a little bit too strong and uh, hokey for me, so it gives me a gets a what the fuck for me. Okay. I kind of like it. It reminds me of yeah. like old ba- like uh, animated series fucking uh, Gambit a little bit, which I was yeah, fucking yeah. big into. Cool. But, which in and of itself is also cheesy and fucking way over the top. Right. Uh, but like, I think my only thing from Logan, 
it's really not like a what the fuck is more just like a story thing. It's like Mine too. Let's see, is it just? It's really just toward the end when all the kids with the fucking mutant okay. powers and shit. Okay, cool. Uh, it just it just uh, the the film is so different from every other X Men movie that came before it, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's just yeah. like kids with generic superpowers yeah, and like I, I don't know. It yeah. just didn't, That's that, not uh, where I was gonna go, but I agree with you 100 percent. And it's, on that. they just don't establish any of them until it gets yeah. to the moment. Yeah. It's like here's the convenient power that they have in this exact right. moment. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Um, and for, so for me, this isn't really a what the fuck. It's like a story thing, and I don't, it seems so inconsiderate to you know you're being chased by mercenaries, right? Mm. And then you stop at this poor family's house. That was my other runner. You know, you, it's so. <laughs> I don't know. It's you just get a whole family murdered, <laughs> whole and they know mercenaries murdered. are chasing yeah. them. <laughs> it's so there you go. It's so mean spirited. That's the words I was looking for. It's so mean spirited because it's like this isn't your first rodeo. You've been doing X Men shit for twenty years. You know, you I, you might not know they're they're tracking you, but you can't stay in one place too long. I mean, they can even catch up with them at the. To be fair, they do argue about it. Yeah, but yeah I mean, they I do. They Here's really the thing to, to defeat that point. The guy says the closest motel is two hours away, so it'll take Keep you driving. all night to get there. The next shot, it goes to Logan when he's contemplating it. There's a clock on the wall behind him, 7.30 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not like driving until 9.30 is going to be like fucking like... It's so inconsiderate to the family. It's like, you got to keep going. I want to yell at the TV. It's like, keep going because the the family's going to get blasted. Right. No, I get... So I think... Isn't the whole film kind of a uh, an homage to, Sh- to Shane, uh, right? Yeah. Where he stays and he unforgiven stays with the and the wrestler, and, right? <laughs> right. The wrestler doesn't, you know, stay at someone's house and get the whole family. No, <laughs> right. I, I see where they're going with it as <laughs> yeah, a parallel, yeah, yeah. right? So like, do I. I just like, God damn it, you know, you because they catch up with them at the casino, right? Yeah. You know, so you're they're yeah. gonna catch up with you again, yeah. and you fucked them. You fucked them good. <laughs> anyway, so not a big what the fuck, but you know, hey, whatever. Um. So, do we have any more runner-ups for Logan, no, you guys? Took my last runner-up, so. Okay, uh, Matt, do you have anything else for Logan? I do not. All right, Nate. So that no. takes us to our number one. What the fucks, Kyle? Give it to me. Uh, my what the fuck is from Logan, and it's during the limo fight when he first brings those claws out, and he's got six claws, but only five come out, and he just like stops, like, "Oh man, how am I only gonna beat these guys with five claws?" <laughs> uh, and then he starts getting his ass kicked, and it's like, okay, like. Five claws is still pretty fucking good, yeah. dude. Like you can still go ham on people with five claws. Yeah. And I hate that it's it's something that bugs me where it's like they like do it a couple times in the movie and it's like, all right, so this is erectile dysfunction. I get, yeah. I get, I get yeah. it. You're landing on a little heavy now. Like chill. <laughs> but like, yeah, he's just like, oh man, I only got two claws yeah. on this hand. How am I gonna beat these guys? <laughs> like, just totally gives up because he can't get that last fucking claw to pop out. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt, what do you got? Uh, my number one, you've already actually mentioned, it's uh, Xavier's selfish sacrifice <laughs> of the Munson family. <laughs> I mean, they, they just could have done a different, a different way. I mean, like you mentioned, it's probably just to pay tribute to previous Western tropes. But, uh, I mean, Wolverine, of course, definitely doesn't want to stay there. He says it several times. I think it's just more out of consideration of his friend, but that's. I, I can I can get that, but at the same time, yeah, it's just um, it's spirited. This has to be a different way of doing that. You know what? You brought up you brought up Shane Nate. You and I are both huge Western fans, but that's actually a gap in my Western filmography. Okay, so yeah. have you seen Shane? I actually haven't. So okay, everything I know about Shane, I learned from reading about Logan's <laughs> okay. parallels to so Shane. Does Shane like? 
pull his horse over the side of the road and get a whole family killed. No, but he, he stays with the family and helps them uh, against. Uh, That's fine. They get slaughtered. Right. No, they. <laughs> <laughs> So. <laughs> he invites danger to their home, but he doesn't get the But they don't get slaughtered. No, he saves the day. <laughs> All right, what you got, man? Uh, okay, so it's from the Dark Knight. Uh, it's the in the hospital okay. where so <sighs> Joker's dressed like a nurse. Mm-hmm. He has a fucking red wig on and he has a surgical mask, but it's clearly the Joker, <laughs> right? White white face paint, yeah. black black eyes. But when he goes to visit Harvey. He literally, it, it, there's no mistaking it. Like, he walks up to Harvey, Harvey doesn't react, and then it cuts to the Joker taking that face mask off, and then Harvey loses his shit, starts shaking, like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, you for real didn't know that was the Joker? Like, what the fuck? It's, it's, it just catches me off every fucking time. Like, it's clearly the Joker. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just fucking. It just gets me. But it looks so good. <laughs> oh man! All right, uh, my what the fuck goes to the Dark Knight, and it's in the beginning of the movie. Uh, Batman is talking to Commissioner Gordon in the vault, the bank vault, right? Okay. Gordon turns around for a split second, <laughs> and Batman pulls a fucking Houdini. Yeah. He just disappears. I'm like, yeah. come on, this isn't the animated series, you right. know? Um, it reminds me of like. So I just picture him. Book an ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's out no the way bank. out. There's, there's no, no way, way out except have, for that door. You have to go I mean, past all the employees, probably. He, yeah. he turns around and fucking <laughs> Batman just like Usain bolts out the fucking yeah. <laughs> just in like full combat armor, just like. Ugh. It reminds me of that scene in Halloween with Michael Myers, where they're uh, walking. Uh, they're walking down the uh, Laurie Strode's walking down the sidewalk, and you see Michael Myers in broad daylight. Yeah. And he like peeks around the bush, <laughs> and then they're like, they're only like what, like thirty seconds, you know, yeah. in front of him, and they get there, and there's no Michael Myers. <laughs> oh, you just see a house. So either he went in the house, and there was a chain link fence. Maybe like he just booked ass, yeah. and then jumped over the fence. Like, yeah. where did he fucking go? Because <laughs> for the most part, this movie is grounded. Yeah. yeah. You know, but Batman just disappears. <laughs> it's just crazy, man. Uh, so that was my number one, what the fuck. <laughs> yeah. All right, that takes us to best score or soundtrack, Kyle. Uh, both these movies have fucking fantastic scores. Um, but I'm giving the nod to Logan. Uh, I like the that modern Western flair in a lot of the songs yeah. uh, when it comes to the, the actual like soundtrack or the score itself. Uh, really fucking just beautiful. It just sets the movie so well. But it... it edges out Dark Knight for me when it gets to the end credits and the man comes Ooh, around plays yeah. right at the end. It's just such like a fucking just that Johnny Cash voice like it gives you that extra western vibe but uh, there's just something about like that just hits you straight in the bones like if you just watched this character you've been with for 17 years just die in front of you you get the, the cross turning into an X and you're just like getting all the feels and just dum 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 oh fuck so, and it's such a great song so it's a it's a western it's it's a, a, a country western song right but it's also like as far as the imagery in the song, it's mm-hmm. very dark. Like, I don't know, I mean, like, so if you're not familiar, uh, when the man comes around, it's talking about uh, when Jesus comes back, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, when it's, like, not going to be good for a lot of fucking people is kind of the yeah. point, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like um, I'm not a real religious guy, but I know when I know when the man comes back, everybody's fucked. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind 
that's kind of the, the idea. So that's the last chapter, right? And that's <laughs> kind of the whole last chapter. <laughs> that's the whole book. the last I, sentence. <laughs> like, hey, I'm Jesus, and you're fucked. <laughs> and then the book ends. Uh, Roll credits on the book. <laughs> so you know, there's a lot of you know, it's it's a song that's at, at once it's very hopeful because it's about you know uh, a new time of peace and happiness and whatever, but it's also like very dark and like people are gonna fucking die, you uh, know, like and so. It's it's a very interesting song to have at the end. You know what I mean? Like, cause it 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 worked. It was there's this big bloody battle, but then like there's peace for these people. And like, I just man, it's fucking great use of use of a, a song. Matt, uh, what's Matt your I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I am going for best score soundtrack. I'm going uh, Dark Knight. Hans Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard. It does a really good job of building upon previous Batman film scores. A lot of the similar similar tone, uh, similar feel to it. Uh, but then we also have it being loud and unnerving at times, uh, especially during more successful moments. Percussively successful at other times, especially like during the uh, the Hong Kong, um, you know, the skyhook scene. Uh, yeah, it's just a really solid epic score for an epic movie. Perfect fit. Uh, so it's get my idol. <clears throat> Alright. Right on, man. This was a tie. This Ooh. was a tie for me, man. Ooh, okay. um, I couldn't get... They were both, good time, ama- they're both am- amazing yeah. soundtracks, I think. I think on the one hand, uh, it's a Hans Zimmer and I think uh, James Newton Howard, right? Oh. The Dark Knight. Uh, it's just such an iconic Batman. Uh, like, I, I don't know. This is what I think of when I think of Batman. You know what I mean? It's this like swelling, dark yeah. orchestral kind of... Uh, a lot of like drums and just like fuck it's it's just you can instantly recognize it I think as Batman um, even if you weren't familiar with like if, if you if you were like I've never watched this movie this is the soundtrack to a superhero who do you think it is you, you'd get Batman oh, yeah. everyone would know that's Batman um, I think that's fucking amazing uh, I also think that uh, it's uh, Marco Beltrami does a great a great job yep. on Logan like you said, there's it's a very sort of simple kind of western. There's a there's a particular theme that's all like this, like a quiet, somber kind of piano piece that they play uh, at certain parts. That's just I think phenomenal. Uh, and then the 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 man comes around at the end. I think is really what seals it. I think it's just an excellent use of a song to sort of tie yeah, in yeah. what you're you know what you're going for. Yeah, uh, man, I wish I could tie this category. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to the Logan score, and I was like, this is it. This is fucking it. And then I listen to the Dark Knight score. And I go, fuck you, Hans yeah. Zimmer and James Newton Howard, because you guys made a fucking epic score. Yeah. It just sounds big. That's where I'm going. I'm going Dark Knight, man. I can just feel the music. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like, I yeah, think yeah. it's just... It's it's just so fucking atmospheric. Yeah, you know? it's perfect. Um, it perfectly fits the dark tone of the movie. It's dark. It's, it's, it's gritty. I think, Matt, you said unnerving, right? Yeah. I think it's unnerving, um, especially the Joker theme. The Joker theme is so good. Um, both scores are fantastic, but I have to go with the Dark Knight. That takes us to best quote. Man, some fucking Oof. amazing shit oh in this. My, God. Um, uh, my, my runner-up is from Logan, and it's uh, Xavier right before he dies when he says, I did something, something unspeakable. I, I remembered what happened in Winchester. This is not the first time I've hurt people. Until today, I didn't know. You wouldn't tell me. We just kept running away from it. And I think I finally understand you. So, fun, like, finally, like, oh, after all these years of, like, us butting heads, like, 
I've I've finally had to put myself in your shoes and like yeah. I I finally get that fucking inner turmoil that you had like, God fucking gorgeous. Um, and then uh, my winner is gonna come from Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Almost fucking anything Joker says in this oh, movie yeah, is so just good. like it, it is so fucking good. But uh, we've brought it up multiple times tonight. But it's. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? Yeah. You, you know what I am? I'm a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I caught you. You know, just I just do things. Just do things. And that's that's the perfect quote for like <laughs> I I am this this chaotic yeah. evil. I don't I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. Maybe he actually does though, and that's part of his fucking chaos. Is like, yeah. is he really well organized, or is he a little scatterbrain and shit's just happening? Uh-huh. Like you don't even fucking know. And it's a quote like this where it's like. Yeah, he is chaotic, maybe, kind of. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I fucking hate it. And, but, uh, yeah, it's that that beautiful line. Because, it, it, I mean, for any yeah. fucking character in the world, like, like if, the, if you were a dog chasing a car, yeah. what the fuck would you do if you yeah. caught that car? Honestly, I don't think he knows what's going to happen mm-hmm. at any given time. Like, he sure. puts fucking Harvey Dent's gun right up to his head. Yeah. You know? It's like, let's let's uh, flip, let's flip the coin. You know? yeah, let's yeah. see how this goes down, you know? <laughs> so fucking good. All right, Matt, where you going for best quote? My best quote is from The Dark Knight, uh, spoken by both Harvey Dent and Batman. Uh, you either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Uh, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in both both cases. Very poetic phrase. It sounds classic, like like it's not an it's like it's not an original quote. Like someone else said it first. As far as I know, that's not the case. It's just like a very classic sounding quote, and it sums up the movie very well because with. Uh, Harvey Dent being this white knight, unfortunately that doesn't work out, and Batman has to become not maybe exactly a villain, but certainly an anti-hero and uh, like a vigilante on the run because the white knight didn't turn out, and he's not the like. And another quote says uh, he's uh, he's not the he's the hero we deserve, but not the hero we or the, he's the hero we need right now, not the hero we deserve. So yeah, it's just a great quote, and uh, that's why it gets my best quote. Nice. There are so many fucking good quotes. Like, oftentimes, you know, you'll be doing these things and it's like, I gotta, you know, you gotta pick around a screenplay and try to find a quote, man. Like, Logan's, Logan's got a fucking bottom. I I love, uh, just Caliban's final, like, beware the light, you know, or whatever. Like, that's fucking great. Um, I mean, obviously the quote that they, that they reused from Shane, right? You know, there are no more guns in the valley and that whole thing is great. Um, I, when he find when he dies, you know, when he said like, so this, so this is what it feels like. It's fucking great. Mm. Uh, any of those would win any other marathon, right? But in this is up against Dark Knight. Dark Knight's got fucking every other line is a is yeah. a potential winner, right? Um, I would say uh, Matt, your quote, right right up there, man. Um, fuck, there's so many. I love when, just when uh, Harvey Dent's, you know, like you, you know about like like. It's not what I. It's not what I want. It's about what's fair, you know. And like, ah, it's fucking great. Alfred's, uh, you know, some men want to watch yeah. the world burn. That's speech. my quote. Yeah. Oh, there you that, go. That's, that that I can't get away from that <laughs> quote. It's like just some some men want to watch, watch the, the world, world burn. burn. Like yeah. it's a ruby, the size of a tangerine. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fucking good, man. Yeah. I, it's just I don't know. It's a great fucking line, yep. and it really it really just it sums up the character more than like you were saying. Like it's like a dog chasing cars. I mean, like, there are so many ways to just like bullet point who this character is yep. mm-hmm. you know and that's yeah yeah another hard category guys um let me give some runner-ups real quick first off logan's final line before he dies so this is what it feels like mm-hmm. man that'll kick you in the balls yeah. every time um the dark knight is so quotable i almost went with the wisdom 
wisdom of Alfred. Some men aren't looking for anything logical like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Uh, that's a great quote. Uh, the Night is Darkest Just Before the Dawn by Harvey Dent. Um, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Also Harvey Dent. And uh, honestly, so many quotes from the Joker, man. Madness, as you know, is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. Uh, smile because it's, it confuses people. Smile because it's easier than explaining what is killing you on the inside. Uh, do I really look like a guy with a plan to chasing cars? Mm-hmm. Um, what doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. stranger. I mean, I could go on with Joker quotes, <laughs> and I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm going with arguably the most iconic Joker quote, and it's, it's a very simple phrase. Why so serious? Man, those three words are the Joker in a nutshell. It captures the uh, the essence of the character so well. Um, it represents everything that the Joker stands for. Chaos, anarchy, madness. You know, not being serious is what makes him Batman's greatest enemy. He's unpredictable, you know? Again, it's just the Joker in a nutshell. I'm going with the Dark Knight. Those three words are like the pure evil that comes out of yeah. him in those moments yeah. when, when he like just has that fucking knife up to him. Now so serious. Like, yeah. you, feel, you feel it in yeah. that moment. Yeah. Like, I mean, we'll talk about that. He puts some fucking bass in his voice. And most of the time you hear that, he's he's also the unreliable narrator. Where he's telling you, you know, things that happened in his past and why he got these scars. And then he ends it with, why so serious? (laughs) You know, I love it. It's it's, it's so good. So that's where I'm going. Uh, Best screenplay. I mean, uh, it's full of fucking amazing quotes. Uh, It's Christopher and Jonathan Nolan uh, doing The Dark Knight. Um, It's... I love I love the screenplay for Logan too, um, but it's an amalgamation of Shane and The Last of Us and and a bunch of a bunch of other stuff put into this script. Um, and The Dark Knight is obviously an amalgamation of you know things like The Killing Joke and The Dark Knight Returns and, and all this stuff uh, mixed in together. Um, but where it really is beautiful is take Logan out of the, the the superheroes out of Logan, the movie doesn't work as well. Take the superhero hero stuff out of Dark Knight, and you still have a really fucking good movie there. You have a yeah. fucking beautiful crime drama that's there. Um, it's it's full of quotes. It's there's just there's just something special from beginning to end about everything that's written and how it all comes together. It's it's a it's a clusterfuck at times, but it it, it all it, it, you you're along for the ride and you're happy by the time you get yep. to the end because of how it all panned out. All right, Matt. I'm also going with Jonathan Nolan and Christopher Nolan for The Dark Knight. It's full of well-defined characters that get their moments in the spotlight, pretty much every single one. Uh, The themes of hero versus villain, chaos versus order. Um, The great dialogue, as you mentioned before, just countless quotes you can choose from. And the reimagining of the Batman universe as taking place within a crime thriller. It has an epic feel. Um, You can tell that... Uh, Jonathan and Christopher wanted to do something different um, with this Batman film. They really wanted to say something, as well as being an epic spectacle. It's just an interesting treatise of, like I said, what it means to be a hero and a villain, and um, what it really means to be um, a citizen, like a a good citizen of the city. So it gets my best screenplay. It's the same. Uh, You guys guys hit at everything already, but I mean, like, I appreciate that the film has relatable stakes. Uh, yeah. I hate superhero films where, you know what I mean, like, the whole fucking world's gonna end at the end, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. th- this isn't about that, you know what I mean? This is about, like, the soul of Gotham City, you know, like, who's mm-hmm. who's right about what's gonna happen, you know? Um, you know, like, like could the Joker win in the end? Like, c- could, could, once, could 
one of the one of the fucking uh, did he win in the end? Well, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I mean like, that's that's so, up for debate too. So his his whole point was just like you know I think he says it. In, there's a one of the quotes to Harvey is like you know nobody nobody cares if like a fucking gangbanger is gonna die. You know what I mean? Or a truckload of soldiers gonna die. It's all part of the plan. You know what I mean? But if if I say like the mayor's gonna die. Or the hospital's gonna blow up. Everybody loses their fucking minds. You know? Everyone loses their right, minds. Loses their minds. <laughs> and it's just, you know, if you upset the order of things, people are gonna fucking eat each other. You know what I mean? They're like, I'm not evil. I'm just like ahead of the curve. And he's yeah. trying to show you that. He's trying to show Batman that, like, if I put them in a situation where they, you know what I mean? Like, where their survival, you know, they, they, he does the whole uh, the boat thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he could easily have been right. You know what I mean? Like where where they they blew each other up or whatever, and then like, and that wouldn't have even been a bad film. You know what I mean? Like where he where he was he was right about people, and what does that mean to Batman? You know what I mean? Uh, I love relatable stakes, awesome. Uh, a villain who is sympathetic and fucking has has all the best fucking lines. Great. Uh, the dialogue in this film is fucking fantastic. I love that. One of the things in Batman, right, is that, like, all of his rogues gallery are kind of, like, dark reflections of him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they are Bruce Wayne, but for, like, some decisions they made in their lives. And, like, this film gets that. Harvey Dent is what Batman should have been. It's, it's like, his hope for what Gotham, you know, actually needs. Uh, the Joker is, a, like, the exact opposite of him yeah. you know it's the yin and yang of gotham yeah yeah, yeah. it's just uh, it's fucking brilliant man it's a great screenplay yeah I, yeah, yeah. You, no you guys are right um but so am i so you might want to take that point away because <laughs> i'm gonna split the clean sweep again um i'm going with logan man i love this uh, the story of an assassin or a character that just can't leave that violent lifestyle behind yeah. it's the unforgiven of comic book movies yep. um i think it handles logan's death respectfully um, I like that it's set in 2029. It helps make it a standalone movie. Um, it separates it from all those crap movies like Dark yeah. Phoenix. And, you know, it, it's, it, it brings up the past, but there's no continuing storylines. Sure. There's no setting up sequels with this. It's just a simple standalone Western. And when that is executed properly, that's all I need. Like No Country for Old Men. Right. Um, it's also the first comic book movie to be nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. And I do think it's a great mm-hmm. adapt- adaptation. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I haven't read it, I know quite a bit about Old Man Logan. Um, and we've gone over it a few times tonight. But in the comic, Wolverine kills the mutants. Um, and this is Professor X. And I think that's a good trade. Like I said yeah. before, it doesn't feel like they're changing things just to change things because you've read that comic. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to switch it. Um, it felt organic. And I could go on about both movies, but I'm going Logan for Adapted Screenplay. That takes us to best special achievement. Special achievement, man. I I want to give huge props to Dark Knight for just being practical, not doing CGI shit, blowing stuff, blowing up a fucking hospital, yeah, no <laughs> like, shit, right? and like having it, you know, fail on him too. <laughs> Heath Ledger, like, because that's that's unplanned. Where Heath Ledger like gets a button and it doesn't no. go off. He's really? like, yeah, and he's like, <laughs> it, when he keeps fucking hitting, and he just turns around and does this, and then it blows up, and he just takes off. <laughs> like that was completely unplanned. It was supposed to blow up on the first button. Push. <laughs> oh shit! That's yeah, great, man. oh that's um, great. But I'm giving it to Logan. Um, so, Endgame, uh, Guardians 2, and Logan are the three comic movies that have made me cry. Um, what and were I'm, the three? Uh, what? what? What were the three? Logan? Uh, Logan, uh, Guardians 2, okay. and Endgame. Okay. Um, so I, I've cried in, in all of those, and, and, and they're all, you know, monumental deaths. There's just something really fucking cool and gorgeous uh, about what happens here, because 
I don't a lot of people didn't go into Logan expecting a whole lot. Oh, yeah. Like, because all the X-Men movies from that point have been crap, especially the standalone Wolverine movies, like, weren't, yeah. weren't that fucking great. Which James Mangold also did. Yeah. Right, I mean, so. Um, and so it, it was cool that this, like, took a big turn and, and really pulled you in and invested you in a character that you had already been invested in for 17 years and gave you a total reinvestment in him. Like, that's so fucking great. And then to to be able to, to you know, kill off Charles and, and make you feel shit and, and then kill off Wolverine at the end and get that, that beautiful line and then the flipping of the, the cross oh, into the yeah. X. Like, that just hits you in the feels. And I remember the first time I watched it and I said, hey, that made me cry. Nathan made fun of me and he's like, that movie made you fucking cry? <laughs> Are you serious? And then he watched it the second time and he was like, no, you're right. Like, I'm, like I don't know what's wrong with me the first time. Like, I, 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 I watched I watched it with April out in the studio, and she was like, "Man, if you don't cry in this, I'm like, I'm not crying. <laughs> we need to go in the house now." No, 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 no. I think that you saw. Let me get this straight. I think you saw it first. I think mm-hmm. you saw it before I did, and then you were like, "Man, I cried," and I was like, "At fucking Wolverine," <laughs> and then yeah, but I, I think that's what happened. Then I saw it, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. you're right." My bad. You definitely <laughs> cried in the theater. I, yeah. Oh, I can't yeah, imagine you, I wouldn't. You wouldn't call anybody a pussy for crying at that. No, 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 no yeah, yeah. I'm just trying. I'm trying because I, I, I don't remember not crying in that movie. <laughs> like, all right, where are you going, Matt? I'm going to something similar uh, with Logan and uh, just being a great farewell to the character of Wolverine. It's building on previous films, um, the previous solo films, for example. I actually liked the second Wolverine film, and especially think I'm sure it's a big improvement over X-Men Origins Wolverine. I haven't seen Origins. I have no plans on it. Don't. But I liked how, um, just like uh, Logan, that uh, the Wolverine was kind of an reinvention of the character as a, this time as a samurai and he's in Japan and I think I mean without that film though we would not have gotten Logan because it's the first one that James Mangold worked on and Hugh Jackman liked that experience so much that he, he uh, invited him back to do Logan and it's just like a perfection of the character at this point that 17 years to get it right they finally do um yeah, so hats off to the filmmakers and E. Jackman for really taking the care in this film to just give him the perfect send-off, and it's just great, so it gets my idol. You know, and real quick, we brought up James Mangold here the last mm-hmm. you know few times, and uh, yeah. I think this is a perfect time to do this podcast, because he actually has a movie in the theater right now, yeah. Ford vs. Yeah. Ferrari, so I just wanted to give that uh-huh. a perfect timing to do, you know, have this conversation, so... <clears throat> so Best Special Achievement, it's kind of, you guys kind of touch base on it as well, I think I'm kind of saying the same thing, but it's just exceeding all expectations and setting a higher standard and it's Logan, right? So, like, there's 17 years worth of fucking X-Men films and First Class is... I like First Class. I I got some problems with First Class, but it's mostly just because I'm a fucking Magneto fanboy and I'll (laughs) I'll take him however I can fucking get him. But, like... Name nothing that's better than Logan. It's not even yeah, close. No. Yeah, my favorite's Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past is okay. Logan yeah. blows it out of the water for me. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's it's just like, and and especially because you know Deadpool came out, and it was it was like okay, this was a great. It was an R rated movie. It needed to be R rated. And then then I remember them them coming out and say, hey, Logan's gonna be R rated. And I was like, fuck you. Of course it is. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like. So this is what we're gonna do now, you know what I mean? Like, so we're just gonna ratchet up the fucking violence or whatever, and be like, oh, okay. But like, 
No, they did a good job. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like, I thought it was just reactionary. It was like, okay, well, Deadpool was a great success, so let's do, comic let's do the same. Raider R comic book movies are the thing. Yeah, Raider, yeah, exactly. Raider R comic book movies yeah. would be fucking awesome, and let's do it to Logan. No, but we, I and, mean, it, to Deadpool's credit, if Deadpool doesn't do well, then Logan's probably not going to be our Raider. I, no, I agree. Yeah. I, I right. agree. It, it, was, it was just one of those things where I, I was like, this is, is going to be complete reactionary fucking bullshit. Um, I don't, try, you know, X-Men Origins Wolverine was shit. Uh, the Wolverine. Well, I think that's what you're talking about. I liked. I did like the Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. got a lot but, of missteps, but it's yeah. It's, it's yeah I like Silver Samurai, and I'll take him where I can get him. You know what I mean? Like I don't give. It, it's not great, but I'll whatever. Uh, but I had no I, bottom of the barrel expectations for this, and it's. I mean, it's better. Th- again, I think it's better than any MCU film, straight up. Yeah. You know. So. No, just, no I, mean, I agree with that. Yeah. I just want to say real quick that it kind of had to be rated R, not just for the violence and the language, but needed to be that dark and needed to have the freedom to be that dark, considering the storyline and the stakes. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a perfect decision, I think, in that case. I agree. Oh, I agree. It was just yeah. like, I, when they announced that, I was, it just felt really yeah. like, fuck you, okay, yeah, right. right on. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, this category is probably the best um, for celebrating rated R, but I'm gonna celebrate it a little bit later. Okay. okay. Uh, my special achievement is going to Dark Knight, and I'm calling this award the Billion Dollar Club. Um, it seems like every other comic book movie makes the club. You know, mm-hmm. especially the MCU. It's like every other movie yeah. makes a billion fucking dollars. But Dark Knight started the club. It was the mm-hmm. first comic book movie to rake in one billion dollars. I mean, what an achievement, especially looking back from where we are now. And you know why it made that kind of money? Because it's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's fucking perfect. It's the godfather of comic book movies. And mm. it deserved it. So I'm calling this the billion dollar club for raking in that cash. Um, that takes us to best supporting. Can we just call this the Heath Ledger Award? Yeah. I well. mean, you uh, calling it? Yeah. I, I'm going to yeah. just put four points down. And if anybody says <laughs> well, anything different, then you're wrong. the vote again. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, um, straight, straight up. And, and I, you know, I was very candid with you last night when we were talking about this. We usually don't talk about awards, but I was like, no, Heath Ledger should fucking run this. Because yeah. if anybody picks anything else, then they're fucking lying. They're just yeah. being they're just contrary. Tra- they're just right? like, oh, well, I'm picking Daphne Keene because it's like, no, it's Heath Ledger. Yeah. <laughs> You're fucking wrong. Um, <laughs> this is, you know, as as amazing as Joaquin Phoenix was, this is still my favorite interpretation of Joker and the yeah. best performance for me. Um, there's, I, I, I don't know about performance, but acting, I mean, the, I'm sorry. Right. Character, sure. My favorite character, but both performances sure. are so fucking good. I, there's there's so much nuance and there's so much personality and so much that Heath Ledger brought to this himself. Yeah. Um, you know that ultimately was destructive to him, unfortunately. But like, you know, uh, holding up and being like, I'm just gonna read the Killing Joke for nothing but like a month straight, and I'm gonna put on my own makeup every fucking day. I'm gonna do my own hair. I'm gonna have makeup on my fingers still. I'm gonna clean my fucking hands. Um, improving, you know, the scene where he's just fucking clapping in the jail cell. There is so much beauty in just that slow fucking clap that like no one was expecting. You know you're doing a fucking amazing job when you walk into a scene and Michael Caine's never seen you before and Michael Caine, who's supposed to be in the scene the whole time, just fucking leaves. Yeah. He was supposed to be in that scene the whole time when he comes in and wrecks that party. But Michael Caine was like terrified yeah. and just fucking left. <laughs> he couldn't fucking... Like, he was like, oh, fucking out of here. shit, I... No, fuck. He can kill everyone. I'm leaving. <laughs> Um, you know, all the way to, to licking the lips because the scars are there, and I know that was a little bit because the actual makeup was, like, drying out his mouth, but, like, it adds it to adds it. It adds to yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. The, just the, the changing in the voice and the, the, just, he brought so much to that character that, I know there's a lot on the page, but even Christopher Nolan's like, yeah, there, what he brought was not even close to what I had envisioned, and he did it so much better. And even more so, um, and we'll talk about this in the next category, too, but, like, when they said, oh, uh, 
Dark Knight, uh, the Joker's gonna be played by Heath Ledger. Oh, man. Yeah, How many yeah. people went, the fucking Brokeback Mountain guy? Yeah. The guy from 10 Things I Hate About You? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Now, I was one of those people who like, no, that guy's a good actor. Like, you fucking wait. And so I, I called that shit with a lot of people, but like, to have everyone go from like, oh, little fucking guy to like, give that man a fucking Oscar yeah. uh, is I'll, really I'll never great. forget. I'll never forget this. Uh, I was sitting at, I was Indiana Packers at the time. And they, I was in the break room, third shift. And there was some news thing on, and it showed that Heath Ledger was cast as the Joker. And I remember telling everybody around me that that's the worst casting of all time. I'm like, are you serious? I mean, he's going to be in the shadow of Jack Nicholson, because I still love Jack Nicholson's performance. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way. What are you doing? Yeah, the 10 things about you, whatever, guys. Like, <laughs> fuck him. I was like, I've never been more wrong, you know, with, with casting announcements. You know, to this day, whenever someone gets cast, like, let's just see. It, yeah, like, people yeah. are doing that right now. I think Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. And Robert Pattinson's been doing right. some great independent shit the last mm-hmm. couple years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like, maybe we should all just shut the fuck up and yeah. just wait and see what happens. And Heath Ledger was the, that's when I learned that lesson. Right. Uh, but I'll never forget. Right. Get that, dude. I'll never get that. You know, it oftentimes, you know, when someone dies, people tend to glorify things that they did. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, fucking who's that guy from fucking Lincoln Park? That fucking Chester Cheeto, whatever his fucking yeah. name is. <laughs> Chester that, Cheeto. Yeah. yeah, that dude fucking died. And everyone's like, oh, they still post on Facebook about it. Oh, fucking Lincoln Park changed my life. Like, no, he fucking did. Yeah. Lincoln Park, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, but like, <laughs> you know, fucking Ledger crushes it this is not the same thing this is like this is not like oh he died and so we gotta you know no it's fucking great it's fucking amazing it's fucking great did you have anything you wanted to add Matt uh I'm just gonna echo what you said just to get it out there his vocal transformation his physical tics especially the creepy manipulation of his tongue and mouth um he's really like a horror character like a monster and that's like super impressive his body, his body language, his posture, the energy he brings to the role, so much that, like, I read a quote saying that, um, I think it was from Aaron Eckhart, um, saying that, you know, once I saw Heath, what Heath was doing, once we all saw what Heath was doing, we knew we had to step up our games, because he was, like, bringing it, and just the presence he has in every scene, like, um, pretty much threatening to take over the film, he doesn't, I don't think, I mean, everyone else does well enough that he doesn't overshadow it too much but yeah I mean you can't deny it's one of the best performances and as you mentioned Nathan some of the reason why he got the Oscar might have been because it was posthumous but you can't deny that he just like put everything he had into that performance that was truly transformative and like other Jokers you can still tell their personality like Jack Nicholson is still Jack Nicholson this is like complete overall amazing and yeah definitely best supporting yeah yeah clean sweep um but i have to say this is my second tie of the night guys i know no no what no let me explain um daphne keen is no heath ledger that's why i'm tying it though but he's she's (laughs) not but i had to give her some respect man she was 11 years old when she made Logan. And I think she is so amazing. Like I said, I'm not going to put her in the Heath Ledger light, but I have to give her some love, man. Yeah, that's why I couldn't tie. Because like, even as great as she is, like it feels like it'd be cheapening oh, yeah. what Heath Ledger does. No, no. Because she's, I mean, 11 years old. This is one of my favorite child performances of all time. I mean, I think I she's just, great. I think she's great with action. Uh, I remember reading James uh, something from James Mangle where he said that she was 
too intense and had to bring it, scale it back a little bit. Um, her meltdown scene in the truck with Logan is great. Um, it's pretty much dialogue free until the halfway point, and then she just spits all that out in Spanish. And 11 years old, like there's so much, like I don't know, age behind that. It's so good. And then I wish there was a way for Daphne Keene to take over the role. You know, why recast uh, Wolverine when you're sitting yeah. on a gold mine? I know this is set in 2029. And there's some timeline issues with that. Or at least put her in a Deadpool movie. Because I... Dude, she's fucking great in this. I think she's... Uh, whoever they cast to play Wolverine is going to be in a shadow. Oh, yeah. And I think she's already proved that she can do the work. You mm-hmm. know? And I really want to see her with the claws on again. Um, in the MCU <laughs> oh. or in a Deadpool movie or something. I think she's fantastic here. So I wanted to give her some love. Not in the... You know, she's not as good as Heath Ledger. But man, um, I really love her performance in this movie. So just wanted to give her some... Give her some respect. That takes us to best lead. Um, for my money, this should be the Hugh Jackman Award. I I, I hope. Um, Hugh Jackman's just fucking amazing. This. I, I not that Christian Bale is bad in Batman, but like Heath Ledger steals the movie. Like it, it's just there. Um, and he does make the weird choices with the voices and stuff. But uh, Hugh Jackman, like we we said it before, like he took a character that like just like with Heath Ledger when he was initially cast, we want. The fucking guy from musicals and shit's gonna be fucking Wolverine? Are you kidding me? To no one else can play Wolverine. Don't recast, don't ever recast this man. Like we just can't stand it. Like I don't care if he's ninety years old. Keep making him fucking be Wolverine. Um, and that's 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 some testament to just how far he's he's come along in it. And there's been some some not very good movies along the way, but he's always given hundred and ten percent every time he's in one of those fucking X Men movies. And and this one, uh, I believe he said it himself, like. This one just took so much out of him because he put so much more extra into yeah. it, and you can feel and like he had just you know he had been battling cancer and just yeah. just came back from it and built himself up to get more jacked than he's ever fucking been in his entire life, even for for this one, um, and and just bringing the emotion, bringing that hurt and that anger. There's there's a lot of quiet moments with Logan that are really fucking powerful yeah. with what he's doing. So yeah, Matt. I'm also going Hugh Jackman uh, for Logan, the gravitas that he brings to the role, the exquisite solemnity that he presents, um, his compassion towards all of his friends, Laura and Xavier and even Caliban, and uh, the chemistry he has with the other actors, very great, the ferocity during his Berserker rape scenes, and he balances out a little bit even with occasional doses of angry sarcasm just to lighten the mood, so, so there's some humor. But, yeah, it's just, like, super impressive that this is his last performance as Wolverine, and it's his best. Like, that doesn't usually happen. Usually, uh, an actor either gets tired of the role, or it just seems to feel derivative. But, yeah, he just goes out on top, and that's just incredible. Uh, So he's getting my uh, best lead. This is fucking hard. I did not pick Huge Ackman. <laughs> I picked uh, Christian Bale. Boo! I picked Christian Bale. Uh, it's hard to play Batman because you have to play two different characters. You have to play Batman and you have to play Bruce Wayne. People don't get it right. You know what I mean? People don't fucking get it right. He's man. my I, favorite Bruce Wayne. I think he. Okay, so yeah. I think that I think yeah, Ke- Keaton's a good Bruce Wayne. I think mm-hmm. I don't love him as Batman. Uh, Affleck. I think's kind of shit all around. Kind of like his Batman, but I don't like his fucking. I don't like his Bruce Wayne. Uh, fucking Clooney and fucking who else is it? Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer's great. 
<laughs> he's, he's great, not in that movie. Uh, they don't. I mean, I don't even count that shit. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Conroy does a great job, but it's just voice. Adam you West. Know? Adam West. Yeah, but it's Adam. It's, fucking, it's a completely different thing. I yeah, I like Adam West just fine. I think that I think that uh, Christian Bale does both of them well. I think uh, I, he's probably my favorite Bruce Wayne. And I think he, I think he does a fucking pretty good job as Batman. I, I don't know that I want to say he's my favorite Batman. Probably is. I think he, I think he does a great job of doing of doing both. And he does. Not that I think that uh, the thing that he does with his voice is the is the best. But I do like that he's trying it. You know what I mean? That he's the first one to like actually do something different with um, his voice. And because I, I think you would. Um, having said that. Uh, Hugh Jackman also plays two characters. We don't we don't want to talk about X twenty four a lot, but like uh, he plays Wolverine, but he also plays fucking X twenty four. Yeah. And like, I think that's fucking cool. You have like old man Logan, but also you're playing like basically like fucking Weapon X. Like he was a fucking Terminator in this movie. Yeah, he was like, a Terminator. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right, best lead, man. I'm going with Christian. <laughs> I'm going with Hugh Jackman. Man. No, his final <laughs> performance as Wolverine is pitch. Perfect, man. He's never been better in an X-Men movie. Dude, he's never been better in anything. And I'm a fucking fan of Les Miserables, okay? <laughs> but he pulls out all the acting chops here. It's a layered performance. Um, I think we can all agree it's one of the best, one of the greatest superhero movie performances of all yeah. time. And uh, what a performance to go out on, you know? Um, I still can't believe he didn't get uh, nominated for an Oscar. It blows my yeah. mind. I can't believe Jeff Bridges gets nominated for Hell or High Water. But Jackman doesn't get nominated for Logan. It's the same fucking performance. <laughs> right. It's the same fucking performance. <laughs> yeah. But I think Hugh Jackman is better in Logan than yeah. Jeff Bridges in, high, in Hell or High Water. It's just frustrating because I think it's because it's a comic, it's a comic book, book movie. Yeah, and yeah. that's so frustrating. Yeah, it is. He really deserves some gold for this. Um, I'm going with Logan. He truly is the greatest showman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best scene. Uh, man, what a fucking oh. hard thing to pick again Do we here. have a quarter for this one uh, we can flip? <laughs> man, I mean... Fucking every scene in Dark Knight's a banger. Yeah. <laughs> fucking almost every scene in Logan's a fucking banger. Um, for me, if it's like, hey, pull up a clip on YouTube from one of these movies, I'm just gonna go with any fight scene from Logan because the choreography is so fucking good. Uh, I'll pick the slow motion like hotel That's fucking so murders is like so fucking cool. It's 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 a beautiful scene where like this whole hotel is just like fucking affected and and can barely move and he's just. Fucking willing himself to get there, fucking slowly stabbing people yeah. through the fucking. And you see jaw. those guys looking like, like oh, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> There's just something just like so fucking gnarly about it, and like it's not any other. You've never seen a fight scene even close to anything like that. Yeah. So that's why it's pretty bad. So you could have went with the opening fight scene too with the limo because that one's fucking cool. Yeah. Or when fucking X twenty three like finally pulls out her claws and goes ape shit on yeah, people like so that's good. fucking dope too. But yeah, I'm, I'm going with. I, I will so. say, man, it's. Fu- we did we did that I've said this before but we've done we did all those martial arts movies we did the martial arts marathon last year and it has ruined me on action choreography <laughs> really? like it be, I watch films and it's just like I know that this is supposed to be good but like it's so shoddy and amateur compared to like all that other shit uh, and I and it's I I I think Logan's great it's one of the few times where you watch a film and it's like okay I believe this. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It doesn't feel fucking so forced and fake. Like, yeah, yeah. it looks dangerous, man. It does. It looks brutal. It's yeah. fast and like, yeah. And again, Daphne Kane, eleven yeah. years old, and it's like she's yeah. a little fucking machine, dude. Yeah, I, mean, I believe every every punch she's throwing, every claw she's oh, she's ripping. The kicks are brutal with the oh fucking claws. Oh my god, so good, man. Oh. All right, Matt. 
Halloween, I'm going The Dark Knight, and I'm going with the fairy standoff. Uh, first, you have the performances from the actors, and these aren't the lead actors. These are, like, the smaller actors, like, no names, but they still bring it. I mean, especially the lead uh, prisoner when he's about to... Tiny listen. Or thinking about mm-hmm. pressing the switch, but then he just tosses aside and just how he... Just his presence by saying, you know, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do what you think I'm going to do. I'm not going to stoop that low, that kind of thing. And then the other guy on the other side, uh, the civilian fairy, where he's like so close to pressing it, you can just see the tension written all over his face. And then his conscious finally gets to him. His face drops and he closes the, the switch. He just doesn't press it. That's great. Um, then you have the cinematography showing the character motions, just like I mentioned before, the claustrophobic environments where you see that it's very cramped. And now it's also intercutting with uh, Batman's Pursuit of the Joker and the Skyscraper, and it still doesn't lose any of his tension. Um, and just overall, it's a, dem- a great demonstration of the good in humanity in a suspenseful manner. It basically refute- refutes... Um, what the Joker's trying to do uh, up to this point, he's nearly gotten away with proving how humanity's bad about, uh, with the hospital, with, um, you know, having Batman choose between Rachel Dawes and, uh, Harvey Dent. But yeah, I mean, it's just a really great capper to that story thread. And so it gets my best scene. <clears throat> right on, man. Uh, Dude, for for I, I it's Logan's funeral, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's just so yeah. emotional, and I think part of what what really makes it for me is that it it punctuates what I think is probably the for me the weakest part of the film, which is that like the very end of that third act where it's it's all just generic superpowers and fucking fighting soldiers and shit. Because the rest of the movie is very slow and very, it's more in the vein of that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just so. It's just so fucking powerful, you know. And then, uh, you know, e- even if you it, again take away the superpowers, and it's it's a, a daughter laying laying her her father to rest, you know. And yeah. like, and that's you know, um, she gets she gives the speech from Shane. They you know as they walk off, she turns the the cross into an X, and it's just like yeah. fucked. Ugh. No, that's yeah. so good. That's my runner up. Um, only because I'm giving it to something you know else later down the road. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what a great scene. Uh, I'm going with Dark Knight. Um, there are so many great scenes. Um, so hard to choose, but uh, some runner ups real quick uh, from Dark Knight. The motorcycle ejecting itself from the the Batmobile mm-hmm. is so fucking cool because you see the Batmobile and it starts shaking, yeah. you know. And then here come pops out the fucking the bo- the bike man. It's so cool. Uh, the hospital scene, which Nolan really blows up a fucking building in the background. That's so cool. I love that practical stuff. You know, it's awesome. There's no CGI or green screens there. Um, the interrogation scene is like, holy fuck, man, that's so intense. The opening bank heist. Mm. I mean, there's like 20 fucking great scenes in The Dark yeah. Knight for me. Um, so many great scenes. But, I, dude, I'm going with the face-off between Batman and Joker in the interrogation mm. room, man. It is oh, yeah. so good. Like, Joker has all the power. You know, he knows the whereabouts of Harvey Dent and Rachel Dawes. And Batman is forced just to, to listen to his bullshit. You yeah, know, he yeah. can't be bargained with. He wants Batman to break his one rule. And, and Batman kicks the living shit out of him. And he just laughs in his face. You know, it's just a perfect scene between, like I said earlier, the, the yin and yang of Gotham. Yeah. It's that interrogation scene. I love it. I'm going Dark Knight. Well, there's there's more beauty to this, that scene even still. Is, you know, typical, like, filming. Like, you shoot the left side of someone's face and the right side of someone's face when they're across the table talking to each other. But in that scene, the position changes, which you just never fucking do. It breaks so many fucking rules. 
but it, they do it so seamlessly to where you're seeing the left side of Batman's face and the right side of Joker's face, and then it just switches, and then you're seeing the left side of Joker's face and the right side of Batman's face, and it shows that that shift in power during that scene, and it's so fucking good. Oh, so and, and then even after Batman leaves the room, it's that scene is still going. Oh yeah, it's when he's talking to that cop, and the cop's mm-hmm. just gonna guard the door, and he's like. You want to know which one of your friends were cowards? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know he's like. I love oh, and I love also this. that they don't show what happened. The yeah. next scene is literally just okay. He's out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's oh, it's fucking great. Yeah. So good. Um, that takes us to defining moment. All right, I'm using my second tie here. Um, obviously from Dark Knight, just the Joker. The, the everything about it, the essence, the the performance, what's written, the look, and I think that's where I'm defining it is the, is the look this. Long purple trench coat, the the fucking messy makeup, the the makeup on the fingers, like the black eyes, the gross fucking greasy stringy green hair, the the scars on the mouth, the the licking of the lips, just the the way his eyes just kind of shit. There's something so fucking yeah. just creepy about the way so he'll good. just like he'll just like have his head down like in that the mad the scene with all the gangsters and he's just kind of just looking back and forth is like fucking I'm just. It's, it's, oh man. Yeah. Like, have, like people like still fucking dress up as Joker for Halloween yeah. and shit because it's just such a fucking gorgeous look uh, in its gritty grossness. Um, and my other one is turning that cross into an X. Yeah. Uh, it is something that is so fucking simple and so fucking heartbreaking all at the same time. Like, you know, I, I it, it adds so much to it without without really like calling attention to it that much it's just like you could have left it across and her walk off and it's still this emotional sad moment yeah. where she buries her father but she stops and turns around just yeah. boom, and you're just like oh yeah. fuck what a yeah. gut punch at the end <laughs> um, that is that is so defining so yeah it's uh, funny because I don't know I don't, why is it a gut punch like I, I agree that it is right but why is turning I, I just, get, I get it's, it like it's, it's an X-Man right but like what is it about that that's so I think, emotional? Because it's that X Men logo, man. Yeah, that you, you know, it's, it's yeah. A, the cross like is like I buried the man, right? I buried Logan the man, and the X yeah. is I buried the hero. Okay, like I buried, yeah, I, I buried that man that, like that, that that saved the world. You know? you know, I've always thought ever since I watched that is that something that is written into the screenplay? I'd like to see. Or I don't think it was. I think it was something that like it fell over uh-huh. when they like were doing a, a take of it. It fell over, and someone was like, "Hey, it kind of looks like an X," and they went. Oh fuck yeah. yeah! I think I think that's because whoever said we it. need to do that yeah. deserves an award. Yeah, yeah. Tonight, yeah. You know, because I don't think that's something you write in the screenplay. I don't, yeah, I'm pretty, just, I'm pretty sure it was an it. accident that fell yeah. over during one of the takes and they kept it. Yeah. What you got, Matt? All right, my best fight defining moment is going to the Dark Knight and just the Bat Pod escape during the finale. <laughs> so the cool. lighting of that uh, scene, especially towards the tail end, uh, he's riding into the bright light. The speed of the bad pod, the visual flair of the cape flapping behind him as he rides off. It's just a great capper to the film. Great image. It's one of the first images I ever think of whenever I look back to the Dark Knight. So it gets my defining moment. <clears throat> defining moment's weird, right? Like, it's, it's that thing that sticks with you about the film. You know, like, uh, I went, uh, so just, I went Logan, but give me a second. Like, it was so close. Sure. Because, like, when I, when I think of the Dark Knight, what's the thing that pops out to me? And it's oh, forever. It's always just that that first shot of the Joker, like, standing on the corner from yeah, behind so cool. when he's holding the, the clown mask. mask. Yeah. A fucking, that's like, and then the, when and I then think the of Joker Dark Knight, that's what I think of. Yeah, yeah that yeah, Joker yeah. theme's going. That, I I was gonna do that, but if I, if I think about, what do I think about from Logan? And it's, maybe it's, and I don't know, it's weird, maybe it's cheating, because it's, it kind of technically happens post-film, but it's when the man comes around. You know what I mean? It's that, 
it's when that song kicks in and it just like you have all these feelings from what just happened and then it's a complicated it like you know what i mean like it's so a weird emotional song like uh it does kind of pick you up but it's also fucking dark and it yeah. kind of explains what's happening and like it's just every time i watch logan and i like johnny cash a lot anyways let's do a lot of johnny cash anyway i find myself just like putting it on on repeat after that you know what i mean or like so i don't know that's what sticks out for me the most so i'm gonna pick that's my defining moment okay yeah. Um, I'm going Logan's death. Um, I, you know, I denied it best kill when you because you gave it mm. best kill, right? Yeah. Best death yeah. kill. Best kill death. And uh, I think you gave it. Did you give it best scene as well? For Logan's the, death. The funeral. Yeah, the funeral. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so I denied it both those, and uh, I couldn't deny it any longer. So I, I, I figured this was the best place for me to, to put it, and that's uh, you know defining moments. Uh, man, when that cross on his grave is put sideways, we've all yeah. talked about it quite a few times tonight, and you see that X, man. If you don't get choked up a little bit, you know, you, you're you probably an asshole, <laughs> okay? I mean, or you just don't like comic book movies or something, man. But uh, supposedly this is the last movie that Hugh Jackman will ever play the character. I know Ryan Reynolds is trying like hell <laughs> to get him in a movie. And it's but... one of those things where it's like, I would like to see it, but I, I don't want to ruin that in uh, either. You know, I think it could still be done. You just have to do it before 2029, you know, because then that yeah. death still happens, you know? Uh, but, you know, it's gonna it's, it does suck because... I'll never get to see him in the yellow suit. I'll never get to see him in a Deadpool movie or in an Avengers movie. I really want to see him in the yeah, MCU. Yeah. But uh, if you have to go out, you know, if it's going to be your last performance, man, I can't think of a better way. You know, so I'm going with Logan, uh, his death for a defining moment. That takes us to best director. Uh, two valiant efforts. Um, fucking James Mangold does a, a great job from where he started with the, the Wolverine character to bring this out. But it's, it's Chris Nolan all the way, man. It's... Using all the practical stuff, flipping the fucking semi truck in the oh, middle of the man. city, like there's so many gorgeous shots. I talk, I talked about the interrogation room, how like he's breaking film rules to film that scene, but it works, and it's one of those subliminal things that you probably don't even like pay attention to in the moment, but like it just subliminally hits you, like oh, Joker's kind of taking power here, and it's becoming the focus mm -hmm. on him. Uh, he just does such a, a fucking gorgeous job of getting shots. The fucking beautiful scene with. Joker's head out the fucking car window like a yeah. dog, yeah. like he's just free. Wind fucking hitting his face. Ah, uh, there's so many just beautiful shots, and and to to go against you know probably most people's wishes to be like, no, Heath Ledger's my Joker, uh, yeah. uh, is fucking great. And to uh, put two villains in a movie like that, and to to balance them well enough yeah. that they play into each other, where we know that a lot of movies where they start putting in too well, many villains, Spider Man three, right? Spider Man but, uh, three. What's well, Batman? Forward. Batman film, film typically have two villains, sure. You know I mean? Which I think, right? But but, it, but nobody does for, it better. Don't work for yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Or for Batman and Robin, right? Like oh no, three, yeah, right? I agree. With you. Yeah. All right, Matt, where are you going for best director? I'm also going with Christopher Nolan for The Dark Knight. It's highly stylized visual language. It's very distinct. Like you can tell when you're watching um, a Christopher Nolan film, the photography is always great. The use of aerial shots is not too much. I think he balances them out really well and just gives that the film a feel of uh, epic quality. All the performances he gets from the actors, especially... Uh, from Heath Ledger, but I mean, Morgan Freeman's still good, Michael Caine, Aaron Eckhart, one of his best performances, um, and also the action choreography, and I want to just talk especially focus on the truck chase, um, I mean, just the way he photographs the vehicles at high speed, 
going next to each other, knowing when to cut back and forth between the vehicles, knowing when to focus on character versus the vehicles, throwing a little bit of humor in there when the kids are like pretending to shoot the cars and they're blowing up, and then just capping that all up with the truck flip on the street. Um, it's all great. Um, looks great, feels great, and just the balance between action and character moments, uh, so he gets my best director. You know, if I can add to that real quick, there's video essays about how poorly directed that chase scene is. Have you seen those at all? And I'm so engaged. Yeah, it's like just the, they lose uh, location. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, yeah, it, no, it's like, that's how I feel. The, the when I'm watching it. doesn't make any fucking sense when yeah, you're walking around when I'm building, watching it, like, some, most of the time, though, I agree with some of these video essays. I'm like, oh, yeah, they could have done this, especially when you're Christopher Nolan and, you know, you got, you know, everything to your disposal, you know, like, once you film this correctly. But I'm so engaged every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, watch the video essays on how people think that that's just a choppy, okay. amateurish, you know, show, uh, you know, chasing. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm so engaged that entire time. I don't give a shit. Okay. Yeah. This was, this was fucking tough. Um, uh, I went back and forth on this for a long time and I, and in the end, here's the way I, I, I try to sum it up, man. Like Christopher Nolan makes a great Batman movie. Nobody cares, right? It's all part of the plan. Right? <laughs> James Mangold makes a great X-Men movie. Everybody loses their minds, right? There's been like 17 years worth of X-Men films. It's the only one worth a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, And it's it's you've taken all the things that you've learned, all the mistakes that you've made, all the mistakes that the genre has made. And by the way, X-Men really started the the comic book movie you know, in, 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 yeah. as we know it today, right? Started with like X-Men. Um, taking all the things that you've learned, all the mistakes that you've made, and realizing that people are tired of that, you know, and just changing yeah. it, you know, and changing it into something else and making it into something more. And I, I like, I just can't. I think both directors gave it their all, right? I, I think James yeah, Mangold, I, sure. I would give a little bit extra to. All right, man. I've given a lot of awards to Dark Knight, but Logan has been right behind it almost every fucking category. Yeah. Uh, but once again, man, I'm going with Dark Knight. I'm going with Christopher Nolan. Um, he pushed for IMAX. Uh, his use of IMAX cameras, I think, has changed the genre. Like, mm -hmm. was he the first one to film a comic book movie in IMAX? To film Maybe. an entire movie in IMAX. Yeah, man. IMAX. And I tell you why, dude. I mean, it makes a difference. Like, I see every other comic book movie. I'm like, it just doesn't feel as epic mm -hmm. as The Dark Knight. You know, it just there's a, there's a feel and a look and there's an atmosphere yeah. to The Dark Knight that other movies don't have like in, in 20 in 20 years from now dark knight's still gonna look fucking amazing yeah, yeah. uh the opening bank heist is i mean it grips you right away you know it's it's so energetic uh, the whole movie looks amazing i mean he went with practical effects and real explosions you know we brought it up a couple times tonight but he literally blew up a building <laughs> all right um in the background that is amazing uh, to me the action the chase scenes um i brought that video essay but i don't give a shit like i'm i'm engaged yeah during that whole chase scene um there's like 20 perfect scenes in this movie i think um the casting of heath ledger i think you said it kyle but the directing of heath ledger um just having the balls to bring this guy in that no one really thought could you know play the joker and it fucking works you know this entire movie i think is an experience i think it's probably uh christopher nolan's best movie today i do like inception quite a bit but um man i'm going dark knight for directing that takes us to uh, Wild Card. Um, I mean, we talked about how Heath Ledger fucking ran away with the best supporting actor category, and like no one, no no one was even a close second. But 
even the people that are in second and third are, are fucking amazing. Like yeah. we're talking Michael Caine, Ty- Gary Oldman, Patrick Stewart. I mean, we're getting Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant. Yeah, that was great. We, you always forget fucking even Gary Oldman. Did you say Gary Oldman? Yeah, I said yeah, Gary, Gary Oldman. Oldman yeah. Man. Fucking uh, what's it? Morgan Freeman's in the goddamn Morgan movie, Freeman. and you forget that sometimes. Yeah, I know, there's so right? many fucking people in it. That's funny. Uh, Aaron Eckhart, but. I'm calling this the newcomer award, and where you gave Daphne Keene, mm. you know, that second, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't put her uh-huh. anywhere near the level of Heath Ledger, but she deserves mad fucking respect. Uh-huh. Um, does an amazing job. She's only been in like three things in her entire life, and this was like the second thing. She did like a, a TV show in Mexico yeah. called The Refugees. Uh, she's eleven years old, man. Eleven years old doing this, and like fucking just steal scenes out from under people yeah. like and for a character that doesn't really talk for most of the movie yeah. and it's still fucking like you're just like drawn on her like i love the scene where like she's just watching the video of all those guys coming in and she just keeps fucking yeah. eating her cereal <laughs> and then that dude opens the door in the back and she just kind of looks over to the side and you're like you don't know what she can do at this point yeah. but you you when she gives that look over you go oh shit's about to fucking go down <laughs> yeah, and she walks so out and just fucking throws that head and is like fucking bring it yeah. <laughs> you're just like oh she does such a fucking yeah. good job. I like, like that you put it in wild card. I couldn't fit it here because I'm going yeah. somewhere else. That's why I put her in supporting. But man, she, she, I'm she glad you gave her some love though because she's I, so oh, good. Definitely absolutely. She's, amazing. She's, she's amazing. I just couldn't put her anywhere close to what Heath Ledger did in Dark Knight. So Yeah, I gave it for different reasons. Matt? Uh, for my wild card, I am going with the Dark Knight and I'm calling it the Character Redefinition Award. Uh, specifically, the Joker. Uh, a previous iteration, as I mentioned this before, I'm going to say it again though. He's just uh, usually this debonair, sophisticated clown gangster, like really put together. And in this film, he's messy, he's grotesque, he's crazy, he's unpredictable. And just the just the chance that they took on this film, reinventing him, it inspired other filmmakers to take chances. And we've got it for worse in uh, Suicide Squad with Jared Leto's Joker. But without this, uh, we wouldn't have the chance. We wouldn't have had Todd Phillips taking a chance with Joker. And that turned out really well as well, uh, so it gets my wild card just for that, just for the impact of that. Nice, right on, man. Um, Kyle, I'm, I'm kind of going with what you said. I thought this is where you're going with it, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody talked about Heath Ledger for best supporting, but like I said, you take you take him out of this, it's fucking anybody's game. There's a million mm-hmm. fucking great supporting actors in this, so this is actually a tie, and it's a uh, the best supporting ensemble award, right? Because if you were going Dark Knight, man, you got fucking Michael Caine, and he's I'll, he's my be- he's my favorite Alfred. He's easily yeah. my favorite Alfred. Yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman, who's always amazing. Aaron Eckhart, who I don't like him in anything but this, <laughs> and I like him a lot. In Even this. thank you for smoking. Yeah, thank you for smoking. I don't love thank you for smoking. Oh, you're yeah. wrong. Uh, <laughs> Morgan Freeman, great. Megan Jilly, Mag- uh, Maggie Hall, great. Fucking Patrick Stewart, fucking great. Stephen Merchant, yeah. Daphne Keene, like it's a fucking. It's a it's fucking stacked. crazy. Yeah, it's stacked. So I I really just wanted to give some love to... Because, fuck, we haven't had a chance to talk about any of these characters yeah, tonight. Yeah, no. You know, sure. they great. Did Boyd Holbrook? Fucking I great. Did, I did, yeah. but he's as good as you. He's yeah. fucking yeah. great Logan, too. So who'd you go with then for... It's ensemble. Okay, ensemble. For okay. both. Gotcha, for yeah, both. Was that, that your second time? time? Yeah, my second time. Okay, wow. That's a good one. Um, wild card, guys. I'm going with Logan. And in a way, this is kind of my runner-up director award because I couldn't give, yeah. you know, best director to James Mangold. I had to go to go with Christopher Nolan. But, uh, man, Mangold was dead set on making this a gritty adult comic book movie, you know. And it was a bold choice that paid off. I think I'm going to call this the uh, 
the bloody rated R award. And, uh, you know, not every comic book movie needs to be rated R, you know? Yeah. But I think this one needed to be. Um, I read somewhere, I don't have the source in front of me, that uh, it says that uh, Logan is a grown-up superhero movie for audiences that has grown up with the franchise. Yeah. And I agree, you know, I've always wanted to see Wolverine go ham, you know? Yeah. And it's bloody with some great kills. Like, every time he kills someone or... I mean, it lets you know right oh, off the gate that right shit. Right off like, the gate, dude. Yeah, like his first line is, fuck. Right the and then he's like, yeah. <laughs> Just watching Wolverine sticking his claws through people's heads is fucking yeah. awesome, man. Um, and it's done with very little CGI. Like, you know, um, for an example, like you, you look Yeah, at, he's really stabbing people in the head. Yeah, <laughs> no, but you, know, but like, you look back at, uh, you know, example, let's go with um, fucking Expendables. Like, when they're shooting people in Expendables, oh, yeah. it's, you can just tell it's CGI blood. And there's some here, but the way that it's filmed yeah. is filmed very respectfully. Well, it's dark. Yeah, it's, it's, really it's, dark. Not, it's not, like, overly bloody, but you get just enough blood to be like, ooh! Yeah, you're not <laughs> like, oh, that's, that was done. That, was that looks fucking horrible. Yeah. No, you don't get any of that. And then the F word, man, you know, for being racist. R, dude. I think they drop it like 35 times. Mm, I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is, because I wasn't used to it, and I was like, man, this isn't my fucking X-Men. I don't know, you know, but now that I've seen it so many times, um, I love how gritty this movie is, and yeah. it, it really does feel different, so I'm going uh, with Logan for just owning that R rating and, and, and yep. you know, setting itself apart from the pack. So, um, runner-up real quick, though. I wanted to go with, I watched half of it, um, Logan Noir. Where it's filmed in black and white, oh, yeah. you know, like so that was really cool. Um, there's only three movies that I know of that have done that, and it's Fury Road, mm -hmm. The Mist, and then um, Logan, where they've taken the experience, turned it black and white. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I really out, enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. So um, that takes us to Best Picture, right, guys? It does. Yep. Um, looking at my awards, uh, I actually have more points for Logan, but it's not the best picture in my mind. Um, because where Logan, you know, got points, it, like, barely edged out Dark Knight. But in some of the categories where Dark Knight won, it kind of destroyed Logan in it. Um, and Dark Knight is just, it's it's a quintessential comic book movie. It's just, like I said before, take the superhero shit out of it, you still have a really fucking great movie. You have something you can see throwing De Niro and Pacino in and, you know, having your Irishman sort of shit. Like, it's, it's just a great, like... Chicago crime drama, um, but then you're throwing in uh, Batman and fucking Joker and getting these insane performances. <laughs> Joker is one of the best on-screen things ever. Like, just all these years later, you know, 10, 15 years later, it's still mesmerizing as it was the first time. The first time it was kind of like, oh, he's dead, what's he going to do? Oh, man, maybe it's, it's bone-chilling then, but, like, throughout the years, you've, you've seen more nuances of what he's doing, yeah. and you're just like, fuck, that's so good. God, we got robbed of, like, yeah. Yeah. The, the fucking Brando of our time, you know? Yeah. Um, and it sucks. And and there's just something that's just everlasting about The Dark Knight. Oh. I, I think, like, when you think, if you walked up to someone on the street and said, what's the best comic movie of all time? Dark Knight's probably going to be it for most I mean, fucking they'd people. They'd say Endgame, but if they, thought, if they stopped and, like, thought, thought about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, for, for me, it's, you know, and it... Like you said, it's these two movies are better than anything in the MCU. And like I, I told you at the resident, I was like, you know, I'd probably pop in Guardians before I pop either of these two movies in because like you got to be ready to sit down and and, yeah. and invest yourself in both. They're they're both long yeah. movies. They're both like two and a half hours close to it. And I like think so. and they're they're emotionally heavy and draining like sort of subject matters. But like, man, I've watched The Dark Knight constantly, and I hadn't. I maybe seen Logan once since it was in theaters until. We had to watch mm -hmm. it for this. But I watched The Dark Knight probably at least once a year. Yeah. All right, Matt. 
going with the Dark Knight. It redefined the comic book superhero film. Uh, and from that point on, filmmakers that basically took it as a carte blanche to up their games, try to make a really prestige superhero film. Not sure if they've done that, but you know, at least they've really tried. So there's that. There's like the prestige, epic, sophisticated aura to the film. It looks amazing. Um, the IMAX uh, definitely <laughs> helps there as well. Uh, the actors and director are at or near the tops of their games. There's relentless action suspense as well as a horror, humor, uh, drama. Uh, it's, it just has it all. Um, it's it's probably the first it's thing you think of when you think, well, what's the best Batman film? Like you said, Dark Knight, uh, the best of Nolan's, and. Yeah, I mean, the first Batman uh, Burton's is really good as well. This just elevates it, and it gets my best picture. Right on. It's really fucking close. Um, for me, and I'm trying not to, sp- to ruin kind of the very end of this conversation, but for me it comes down to Logan, I think, is an amazing movie. I think it's one of the best comic book films of all time. But I don't know that I would say yes to Pantheon. The Dark Knight might be a pantheon movie. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like, like for I just think that it, even if I like the build, like, like comparing them on paper, they're really fucking close. I think it's a lot closer than people anticipated. Being. Logan loses me in the third act. That you Logan up a loses times. me a bit in the third act. Yeah, um, and I think if I compare Logan to other westerns, right? Like, mm-hmm. because it is a western. Other westerns maybe do what it does better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like pure westerns, but like dark. I, I just think Dark Knight's the better film. Yeah, yeah. Right that's, how, that's where I'm going. Clean sweep. I'm um, going with Dark Knight, man. The Godfather of comic book movies. I think Josh <clears throat> Whedon coined that. But man, all these years Joss. later, jo- oh, did I say you Josh? always say Josh. No, I, I, I think I say <laughs> Josh, and you think I say Josh. I said Josh Whedon. I think you just you hear Josh. It was Josh. He'll <laughs> listen back to it. You say <laughs> Josh all the time. But all these years later, man, it's it's still the benchmark for the genre. Um, you know, I, I do think Logan's right behind it. Loses me just a little bit in the third act. Yeah. Uh, but Dark Knight, man, it is epic in every sense of the word, and uh, it's a perfect time capsule movie I think I think it has a lot to say about the world we live in like post 9-11 especially concerning paranoia and terrorism I, I really wanted to talk about that a lot in, in uh, screenplay but I went adapted with Logan mm-hmm. so I didn't get a chance to but I think it's the gold standard for comic book movies it's the gold standard for for any genre honestly um, crime films I think it's a great crime film direction um, writing performances Heath Ledger as the Joker um, Wally Fister's amazing cinematography the epic score I mean, it really is the total this, package. This is yeah. a movie we still delve into and, and talk about in depth. Like, I think it was last year or two years ago, maybe. Uh, I must say last year. Like, Patton Oswalt uh, had this this thing where he was like, you know what? I think the Joker was like a, a an inf- like, uh, an interrogator in the military, and like go lays all this stuff out. Like, this is oh, why yeah. it, during the in the interrogation uh-huh. scene why he knows how to flip it around. Yeah. it's why he's desensitized to all the violence, and like he mentions like, hey, you blow up a truck full of soldiers, no yeah. one gives a shit. Basically, yeah. and it's like because yeah. he was in the so truck full of soldiers that got blown man. up, and no one fucking cared about him, and that's yeah. why he got the scars, and like like it all lays out, and you're like, man, that makes so much fucking yeah. sense, and like just we we can still delve into mm. it and, and play all this this out on so many different levels. Logan, it, what's there on the surface is what we're going to get, but yeah. there's so much deeper stuff. With it's the it's top three comic book movies for me of all time, if not my favorite. Mm-hmm. It, it's yeah. probably my favorite. 
You know, yeah. um, you know, Johnny on the spot, man. Um, but something else we haven't even talked about. And this is the icing on the cake for me. Well, not the icing, but it's it's it's, it's another sweet part of the movie, right? It's, it's 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 one of the best sequels ever made, yeah. and yeah, I think yeah. we lose you know track of that sometimes. Right. Like it's one of the best sequels ever. Like I, it's right up there with Godfather Two when you're talking Terminator about 2. Terminator Two. It's one of the best sequels ever made. It's one of the best comic book movies ever made. It's a fucking masterpiece, I think. So I'm going Dark Knight. Do you have something you want to add to that? No, just that I I I'm so disappointed in the way it ended. In in, in with Rises. Oh, I, yeah. Rises. I can't. I can't. I fucking hate it. I there's absolutely a lot, hate it. dude. There's a lot of problems. Like. Yeah. I, I just literally wish have that to you sh- could seal I, the deal. I just you watched Dark Knight Rises because oh. I just I watched them all, you know. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm in the minority here, but I do think uh, I have a lot of problems with Dark Knight Rises. But I do love Tom Hardy's Bane. I just like. Do his you? Really? I really do. I like his. Sh- I like his it. Sean Connery yeah. thing. It's really oh. grown on me over the years. Like I'm Gotham's Reckoning. I just there's something oh, really. I do, I, so I do, I do love it, but there's so many. <laughs> problems with Dark Knight Rises. Like, yeah. if I did a commentary on that, Jesus Christ, I literally have to shut off my brain yeah. to watch Dark Knight Rises. I would invite me over any night of the week. Dude, we need to do one sometime. It's so that. fucking <laughs> crazy. It is. I'm like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? It's a, it's a fucking mess. But anyway, um, let's take a break. We will count the golden idols. Uh, do you guys have any comments before we take a break? Kyle? Uh, man, I mean, the, the poll was pretty disparaging, but it, it was fairly close tonight. Um, you know, we, we have a definitive winner, but, like, a lot a lot of points went to Logan, where we didn't expect a lot of points went to Dark Knight. It just, man, it, it was a tough one in a lot of categories. And I always say that a lot, but, like, yeah. this was one that, like, uh, we were gonna we were gonna record this last week. I hadn't even done my awards until like a few hours before because I was like, I don't I don't even want to sit down and fucking do these. And you were like, Hey, we gotta push it back a week. I was like, Oh, thank fucking god! <laughs> like I get yeah. a week to like sit on these more and, and try to delve into them a little bit. So you know what? Um, Logan is top three comic book movies for me as well. Yeah. But yeah. I honestly thought when I was gonna record this that. I thought that uh, Lo- Dark Knight would blow Logan out of the water. I, I really did. A lot of people would think. Well, well when I started right. watching both movies, I mm-hmm. thought, and then I, was, I watched Logan first, and I was like, "Oh, fucking a!" Because you know, whenever I watch these movies, I take notes why I watch them. Mm-hmm. And Logan had something in every category. I'm like, yeah. "Oh, fuck me! This is gonna be fucking hard." <laughs> and then I watched Dark Knight, and you know, I, I figured it out. But it was hard. Logan was right there behind Dark Knight. You know, it was chasing the car <laughs> the whole time. Matt, any final comments? Uh, I really like this matchup. I mean, most of my awards went to the Dark Knight, but I still have a lot of respect for Logan. It's just that with that film, it was mostly Hugh Jackman, Daphne Keene, and Patrick Stewart for me, just those relationships. But the directing is solid. The writing's solid, but like Kyle said, it or someone said, it doesn't go really as deep or as you can analyze the Dark Knight a lot more and just appreciate it for the dialogue, the characters, the themes. Uh, but yeah, this was a really fun versus, and I'm excited to see how it turns out. Nice. Nate? No, I, I good? think... Yeah, I think we're good. All right, let's take a break. We will count the Golden Idols, and we'll be right back with the results. We are back. Before we crown tonight's winner, Kyle, let's talk about the Facebook poll. All right, like we said, um, the Facebook poll was pretty varying, but we got a lot of votes in it. Um, yeah. Logan got 44 votes, which sometimes that's what the winner would get. Um, but the Dark Knight got 116, so it kind of fucking killed it by almost like four times as much. But uh, as you'll see with ours, it wasn't nearly uh, as disparaging. Hey, real quick, you know what I almost want to do? I almost want to do that suggestion. Like, 
Dark Knight versus Endgame. <laughs> I want to get a poll just for shits and giggles. Oh, yeah. Just to see what Endgame what would shit down its Do you think so? Oh, 100%. <laughs> We're going to give this a couple days, but I'm going to put out that poll just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Cool. Shits and giggles. There's no way it's better. No, no, There's but no I'm curious. Way you, what do you think the poll's going to say? Would shit you think down so? I, I, bet it's, so? I don't, I don't think, think so would. either. I, I think I think you overestimate what people think of Endgame. We're gonna, I, it's it's going to be... I overestimate the general public. So. It's just going to be a shit and giggles poll. It's not going to be anything. I'm going to throw that up like uh, probably Wednesday or Thursday. See what happens. All right. Okay. All right. Um, we got some quotes in here. Uh, Colton Hunt said, If Logan had stuck the landing more in his third act, I might have picked it. But as much as it... But as such, it barely loses the Dark Knight, which is what you guys kind of said. Yeah. Um... Scott Lucas said, the best superhero movie ever made, uh, come on now, everything else is just playing catch up. I, he voted for Dark Knight, so I assume that's what he means. Um, the Dark Knight, uh, Callum Moore said, the Dark Knight, but only because just by a string of a hair because Logan is amazing too. Uh, Joshua McLaughlin says, I love Dark Knight, but Logan pushes comic book movies to an even greater level to me. Uh, George Kukoris says, uh, so I agree with women you have stated here. Logan was a well-made film and it pushes the comic book movies to another level, but Dark Knight just is just a better, more coherent continuity movie. And yeah, this is just some, some of the things. Oh, uh, Jarrett Whitlow says the Dark Knight has to be the most overrated film I've ever encountered. I've tried to watch it three times and every time it put me to sleep. So I don't know what the fuck that guy's watching. <laughs> I've actually heard a lot of people say that. Really? I really ah. have, yeah. I, I don't understand that, uh. To each their own, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, but as far as, as it goes, uh, the poll is, is nice, and it's nice to get people talking about it, but doesn't fucking matter. It matters at this table. And what ended up winning tonight was The Dark Knight. Uh, it took it 42 to 33. So, uh, decently close, yeah. yeah. I mean, within 10, which is not that bad. It's, you know, two and a half categories, so it's really not that whole, whole yeah. lot there. All right, so Dark Knight is the only movie that matters at this point. Does it deserve Pantheon? Nathan, what is Pantheon? Pantheon is the house of the gods. It's it's the place where all the best movies go. You know, it's, um, I, I don't know how to describe it other than that. <laughs> our, special, our hall of specialness. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that made it sound lame yeah. as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the hall of specialness. <laughs> Let's just say I'm not going to put that on the website anytime soon. <laughs> Let's stick with House of the Gods. All right. So, uh, Matt, you're calling in tonight. So let's uh, let's start with you. Uh, does Is Dark Knight Pantheon? I would say, yes, it is Pantheon. I mean, I know I said that with, uh, with Tim Burton's Batman 89 as well, but, I mean, this uh, Dark Knight tops it in all categories. Um, the direction was more confident, uh, stylized, um, and just assured. And uh, the acting, of course, is, like, a whole lot better. Heath Ledger sets the bar, but everyone else steps up their games as well. Uh, you throw in the layered themes to it. I. Uh, Christopher Nolan's just taking the material a lot more seriously as we've gone before. Take out the superhero stuff. It's still a very, very good crime thriller. It's grounded. It set the bar for a lot of superhero movies going forward. So I think that's a very strong case of this is Bandan. Firing all cylinders, all aspects of the movie. All right, I'll go next, man. Uh, fucking A, I think it's Pantheon. Um, you know, I agree with... A, Joss Whedon. <laughs> All right. I think it's the, the godfather of comic book movies. You know, it's the gold standard for comic book movies, um, directing, writing, performances. Uh, Heath Ledger's The Joker, uh, cinematography, mm. score. Um, as I said, uh, when we got to Best Picture, I think it's the total package. Um, one of the best sequels ever made. So, yeah, I'm going Pantheon all the way. Um, 
Kyle, let's go with you. <laughs> if there's got to be, you know, one comic book movie or superhero movie in, and it could be the only thing in, Dark Knight is hands down the Pantheon movie that deserves to be in. Um, it's it's not just a, a kick up for me. It's it's gonna yeah, be a yes too. vote for me. Uh, you know, if Logan had one, I probably would have kicked it up. But I don't know how I would have yeah. voted. I, I'm leaning to the fence on yes, but I would have kicked it up. Yeah, I at least would have kicked it up because I think it would be a, a good conversation to have. But uh, Dark Knight is is undeniably a yes to me. Matt, would you have said yes to Logan? it up to you so if you say no what happens it goes down the shitter (laughs) (laughs) it can still be dominated in the future but tonight it's done uh yes it gets kicked up to pantheon what are you saying yeah so um i tried not to use the p word earlier right you know i didn't want to play my hand on the pantheon (laughs) conversation um i think end of the day right like i i agree i i maybe would have kicked up logan but i don't know how i would have voted for it in fact i'm in the end, I probably would have voted no. I think I think they're better westerns, right? Mm-hmm. Logan uh, Beyond Thunderdome kills it just a little bit for me. <laughs> the, uh, but as, as far as Dark Knight goes, yeah, I'm comfortable saying. I, I I think that's the difference, and it's hard sometimes. Pantheon is an intangible kind of thing where it's like I don't know how to describe it other than to say like I think Logan is a great movie. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, Dark Knight is a is a pantheon movie. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's hard to describe exactly what it is other than to just say it like that. But yeah, I, I think that's the case. Here. All right, it's getting kicked up to the council. You want to hit uh, hit him up in Messenger real quick oh, and tell yeah, him they have about three weeks. Yeah. We'll While see. he's doing that, uh, Matt, any other comments before we close this down? Uh, I was very fortunate uh, to be part of this conversation. I know Wayne was going to be a part of the conversation. He dropped out. Um, this was one of the versus matchups that I've been looking forward to all year, just because I know how great the, both of these films are. Uh, the conversation led, led, um, lived up to all my hype, and I had a great time tonight. Yeah, I had a blast with this one, guys. Both movies were very enjoyable to watch. Um, hope one of them makes Pantheon. Yeah, and I can't <laughs> wait for our uh, our next conversation, man. Uh, Into the Spider Verse and Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. I think that's going to be a great way to to end the year. So, any uh, comments from you, Nate? No, I'm just I'm I'm glad that uh, I got to do it. This was one of those episodes where it was like it, we kind of signed up for things at the yeah, beginning yeah. of the year, mm-hmm. and it was just one of those things where it's like, look, look, man, everybody wants to do this fucking episode because yeah, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a really good conversation, and I'm just glad I, I made the cut. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, no, I'm glad you made it too. Uh, any final comments? Man, Com- uh, yeah, it's I'm glad we got to lay these two out because you know uh, most people on just initial thought would be like, oh yeah, Dark Knight kicks the shit out of it, even though I like Logan. Dark Knight kicks the shit, out. and it, it didn't for me. Logan took more points, but Dark Knight's still the the better movie. Uh, to me, and I'm, you know, it's crazy to think we've gone this whole year doing all these comic book movies and we waited until the very end to get yeah, I something that's, you I know, want to save the know, best for last. So that, was, yeah. that was kind of the goal. So, um, <laughs> I was going to replace it with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Howard the Duck, but, ah. you know, <laughs> 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 All right, guys, um... I hope everyone enjoyed tonight's conversation. Where can Video Land find you, Kyle? You can find me on the Facebook group at Kyle Brown, uh, or you can find me on any of the social media platforms at Movie Script Life. Matt? You can find me on Instagram at Matt Hoffman, and you can find me on Facebook at Matt Hoffman. 
find me also on the Facebook group, uh, Twitter at travelinmat 77 and we also have a WordPress blog and a Goodreads page. Nice, Nate. Uh, you can find me on Facebook where I uh, post dank memes, and then also on uh, hallofspecialness.com. <laughs> Uh, you can find us on Adventures in Video Land, uh, the Facebook page, the website, Instagram. We're all over the place. You've been listening to Criticism at its finest hour. Until next time, my good people, peace out. Yeah.